0: Have you noticed a decrease in your enjoyment of life?
1: Yo, absolutely. Especially since I started doing this show. Adam Curry, John
2: C. Dvorak.
0: It's April 29th, 2010. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination, Episode 195. This is No Agenda. Protecting the nation from Crypto Caucus Gotti and coming to you from the Hilltop Watchtower, Crackpot Command Center in Gitmo Nation West in the People's Republic of Southern California. In the morning... I'm Adam Curry.
1: And there's a fungus among us. I'm in northern Silicon Valley. I'm John C. Dvorak. It's in the morning.
0: You sound
1: great. Yeah, yeah. Well, until you, until you code it at thirty-two bits or whatever,
0: <laughs> it's sixteen per channel.
1: <laughs> sixteen <laughs> bits. I, I
0: wonder. You know, can we just do sixty-four bits, kilobits, and see if people care? If, uh, if I do
1: ninety-six with the Horowitz thing,
0: it sounds great. <gasps> well, of course. But how long is that show? An hour. <laughs> well, there you go. So we're two hours. so That's why I do half. Make a sense? No. 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 Oh. No, makes no sense. Makes no sense. John, I, I I just want to call it right now before we get to our executive producers for today's episode. Mm. I am it predicting a Cinderella story, miraculous comeback, comeback. Brett Michaels will heal just in time for the final live episodes of Celebrity Apprentice. <laughs> <laughs> I, hey don't you hit the real news button while you're at it i gotta tell you i i, I actually did some research and now back to real news so it, it, it wasn't until donald trump started appearing you're actually uh, starting the show with this story yes but it, because it's perfect i'm like donald trump went on it, it must have been the today show obviously um you ah, oh, man, you know, Brett, but the show's okay. You know, we've never had this in the history of the show. And then I look I look at the ratings, right? The ratings drop. First week dropped 19%. Second week dropped 25% as uh, Undercover Boss beats, sl- hammers it. it, it the, what, the Cleveland show beats Celebrity Apprentice? <laughs> and, uh, Whoa. Yeah, they- seriously. <laughs> and then there's a story about Celebrity Apprentice. Did ratings spike for Brett Michaels? And then, you know, and I'm reading his website, and it's like, well, you know, we can't talk about what's really wrong. The media is just taking it and running with it. I'm like, okay, the guy has uh, hyponatremia. Whatever, what is that? Oh, well, I'm glad you asked the doctor. <laughs> Hyponatremia is a condition in which the sodium levels of the body become abnormally low. The oh, guy, that also gets the salt meme yeah, in. Of course, of course. It's so beautiful. Sodium is an electrolyte in the body and helps regulate water levels.
1: Let's add to the general population's <laughs> knowledge about sodium.
0: Salt, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's. I was just like, what, what, what?
3: It just goes uh, one okay, after right? another. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you're right. The whole thing's it, I didn't even think about it. All I just it, I cuz I didn't either care about the show. I don't care about Brett Michaels. <laughs> I haven't seen any episodes of the thing. I, I think I t- tuned it in to see Blagojevich. Yeah. And then so I don't I didn't notice any of this stuff uh but I think anyone there are people that watch this show and maybe you should inform them that this is a scam. Yeah, well Or oh, did I use the word scam? Oh my goodness.
0: Well, let me just say that I do care about Brett Michaels. I know the guy. He's uh, he's he's actually very very nice. He's a he's a sweetheart actually, and he's been a diabetic all his life, and you know that that sucks. So you know all kinds of little stuff can really throw the guy for a loop. I do not watch Celebrity Apprentice. I watch the opening episode because besides him being on, Cindy Lauper's on, who I also know and also like very much, and who is, by the way, she's a kook.
1: <laughs> she may be a kook, but if you actually uh, uh, go back and analyze her material and some of the stuff she did, she, she's actually she's extremely highly, talented, no, she's artist. Hi,
0: and she's highly intelligent. But she's yeah, kooky. she seems bright. Yeah, she's uh, she's kooky, and that's why I like her so much. So mm-hmm. anyway, um, I predict Cinderella story, Brett Michaels to be to be healed just in time for the final yeah, live it's a
1: good television bit. I would have done it,
0: of course, of course. The Donald the, the ratings are dying. You know, you got to do something. Yep, there you go. So John, who can we uh, thank if anyone as our executive producer for uh, this episode? We have two executive producers. Oh, we do have two, nice.
1: We don't have any uh, associates, associates this week for no. some reason. And actually one of them we could have made one of them an associate because uh, but we, I've decided it's it's too big of a donation to uh, to make it. Up, to make an yeah. associate, right. So we've got Liam Duffield who's in Queensland, Australia. Australia, down under again, nice. Who's decided to to uh, to? He's been paying us on a installment plan to become a knight, but now he's decided. He's, he said you just threw all in eight hundred thirty three bucks and seventy three cents. Wow! Uh, so he's the uh, one of the executive producers, and the other one is Bill Hertha uh, in Thornhill, Ontario, Canada. Where are the Americans?
0: <laughs> well, I know I know why Liam's in because we did a bid uh, a big thing about the. Uh uh, about the bogus vaccinations that is killing children uh, down under on the last oh, yeah. show. So I'm, I'm sure he's happy we're propagating some of the bogus activity taking place. For Bill, um, I've got a good story about uh, Canada. Well, before we do that, he wants to
1: mention uh, he's donating. So his brother Eric, this is actually a complicated story. Uh, my brother Eric, who donated earlier this year, doesn't report me as a douchebag. Ba- douche
0: Wait, so, a minute. Kinda, so so do I play the jingle or not? I think uh no. Oh too late. Oh, <laughs> too late.
1: <laughs> Damn. That's the latency, Bill. That had nothing to do with me. He says <laughs> Right. Anyway. Okay. So anyway, Eric apparently was you know, he was fearful, so he gave us four hundred dollars to stave off the threat the, the douchebagness No, there's cool. a lot of douchebag action this week again we, this is going to wear off i know but i haven't been able to figure out
0: how or when it's funny because i'm really sick of the jingle and uh <laughs> but i get lots of people like hey man that douchebag thing is great and no it, people want it for you gotta we have to post it, someplace to post it right yeah for uh, the uh, ringtones yeah don't we have no agenda no agenda jingles.com Yeah, I think we do. I'll 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 get it up there. So
1: yeah, let's put let's put a bunch of these good ringtones. I think douchebag's a great ringtone if you think about it. (laughs) Yeah,
0: you know, (laughs) douchebag. You know, (laughs) Uh, yes. I'll I'll make it my my custom ringtone for when you're calling me, John. Oh, that must be John calling. Uh Yeah. So we have a couple other interesting sites which fall under uh, PR associations. No official uh, associate. Uh, as of this week we haven't had one in a while we need you know one of those really big big slam big promotions yeah like an article or a call into a national show a radio billboards. or television billboards are great of side course. of a bus side of a bus uh I, by the way I, I you gave me some stickers yesterday and of course we have no agenda well we don't have it but our producers have made no agenda stickers.com and uh i i stuck them everywhere john I didn't give you that many, but yeah. Well, you good. gave me six of them, and I posted them uh, in many airport locations. Oh, you put it in the San Francisco <laughs> or the L.A. airport? Uh, Burbank and Oakland. Both. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> great. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I just wanted to, uh, there's a, for some reason the the link didn't make it into the uh, into the links that rock portion of the show notes. The No Agenda Book Club, noagendabookclub.com. dot uh, com. Also, brand new the No Agenda floor mat. Uh, it's rather a long URL, so I've put that uh, at the top of the, uh, the yes, link. Yes, the there's rock. a format
1: available, and the proceeds <laughs> go to the show. Yeah. There's, a, there's a,
0: <laughs> I'm going to get one and put it in my Lexus. <laughs> I'll get one, and I'll put it in my 99 Range Rover. Yeah, the Range Rover. <laughs> It'll look now, good.
1: Now, uh, we also have something I haven't looked at. It just came in today about uh, noagendatravel.com.
0: Oh, no I haven't uh, seen that is, is that an
1: existing site? It just came up. don't know. It's oh. from a guy in Melbourne, Australia, and he's going to do something with it. I think it's a site
0: Travel you know, and, site. and this sure. is this is what uh, what's kind of cool about the way we uh, run the show
1: open source
0: It's completely open source uh, we're not you know we don't claim any copyrights on anything. you can yeah, no com exists but it's empty okay okay. Yeah, so that's forthcoming. There's a couple more. Uh, Noagendasearch.com is also in the making. There's nothing there yet, which, by the way, I think that's going to be very cool, the No Agenda Search. That could be, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there's also a brand-new product on the market, In the Morning Tea. Yes. Yeah, that, I saw that. <laughs> that I'm hits gonna, you in the mouth. i
1: looking forward to trying it. Apparently, it's been out for a while.
0: <laughs> I didn't know that until I started getting uh, emails from people, hey, I found this interesting tea called In the Morning Tea. It hits you in the mouth. So, uh, although not officially sanctioned, since we haven't tried it yet, um, I, right. I would have I'm to waiting say, for
1: a bag or two.
0: Yeah, <laughs> where's my bag?
1: Man? And then some tea also.
0: Uh, I, I need my bag. So, anyway, we would like to thank our executive producers for this episode, episode one nine five, Liam Duffield and Bill Hertha. Both of you are completely responsible and are underwriting this program. We uh, highly appreciate it. You can put it into your email signature. You can uh, uh, make a patch, put it on your jacket, or, uh, <laughs> or just put it on your resume. It's, put uh, it's it a, in
1: the back of a chair.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Those Hollywood director chairs. Yeah. No, that's, uh, no we, we appreciate it. It is a real credit. You can take that to the bank, as they would say. And, of course, we want you to go out and please propagate our formula, which is quite simple. Our formula is this. We go out... We hit people in the mouth, and not just that. But yeah. say it with me now: you, world, border, all together. Shut up, slave. Right.
1: So, so I, <laughs> I
0: was like, "Is he still there?" So. So, so I
1: get up, and I get, you know, so I'm trying to get the show. Uh, sh- I got a bunch of clips, and, you know, mostly about the Arizona situation, which we can get to anytime time you, you, you feel like it. You have some some stuff you want to get uh, out of the way. yeah, it I, d- I definitely have some stuff. But, but I did what? get, yeah. first I got to, and I, I don't know if we mentioned his name before. I'm not going to mention it again. But one of our Army uh, listeners uh, writes in and gives us crap for our, uh, our consistent, uh, dislike of Petraeus and that stupid uniform he wears. Not that the army uniform is stupid. I don't want to say that, but he wears this thing covered with Chrome, like some sort of a <laughs> generalissimo. I'll say it. And I'll say it again from South
0: America. It does. It, it does look like that. And of course the constant pressure we get back. And of course we actually both are huge supporters of our uh, service men and women, but neither here nor there. We get a lot of crap about, you know, this is a, uh, you know, this is the the badges. This is the stuff the guy's been through that's important. It's really the only thing you have in the military is all of your medals. And But it just looks kooky. It looks stupid. Now, so here we go.
1: Well, John and Adam, I've been away training, and I just caught up on the show. I was listening to No Agenda 183 and heard you mention uh, my comments regarding the wear and appearance of the U.S. Army's Class A uniform. I just wanted to follow up with both of you a couple of issues. First, I know you you appreciate the service of the military, blah, blah, blah. The only problem I have is you guys joking about General Petraeus' Pert- uniform is that you think he just wears it to appease himself. If you read AR670-1, then you'll know that it's... <laughs> that if awards, badges, tabs, ranks are listed in his officer record brief ORB or official military personnel file file, OMPF, then he's required (laughs) to wear it on the uniform. Okay, so I go and look up 671-1 newest version 2005. It says the same thing it's always said. Generals are exempt. In fact, generals, and I asserted this before, but I didn't have the exact documentation I do now, can wear whatever they want. They can design their own uniforms. Which so, is clearly what he's done. So Petraeus is, an, is appeasing himself. He likes wearing that stuff all over him to make himself look like a generalissimo from South America. I do not want any more emails from people trying to mislead me I'm seriously irked about this mail <laughs> trying to mislead me by throwing oh here six seventy one read it you know. Uh, <laughs> I am not taking any more email from this guy. Of okay. as course, as I was concerned.
4: have
1: some. Latency. He was concerned that he was going to be a pet peeve of the day, and in fact, he is for being a douchebag.
0: <laughs> oh no, I can't keep up with douchebag. you. <laughs> you know. It, it, it's just dumb, you know. It, 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 so, first of all, I, I'm in total agreement with you. But if he would just tone it down, I mean, if he can design his own uniform, man, think about how cool he could be. He could be kind of like, you know, downplay it a little bit. Wear some Armani or something, man. You know, uh, even
1: one-star like, generals, apparently, according to 670-1, can design their own uniforms. They can wear whatever they want. There you go. We're done. It's under it. the paragraph applicability, by the way, if you uh, actually want to read these things.
0: I'd say we're done with it. We're done yeah. with it, damn it. There's only one thing I want to play before you get into uh, Arizona Uber Alice, which, I, which is, I'm glad you did because I'm so sick of uh, of this being on the news. And I only have... One little uh, show note, so I'm glad you have some stuff uh, and we're going to deconstruct I have that way too much stuff. On. No, this that's good not- because people know, need to know what this is really about and where it's coming from. Uh, Gitmo Nation East uh, elections in full swing. Uh, you've probably heard about this by now. Um, classic. Gordon Brown out meeting uh, constituents and uh, he's wearing a lav microphone and, and, and it's pretty amazing that that people would let him uh, fall into this trap, so you almost have to think it's done on purpose. In fact, I'm thinking this is the Howard Dean scream for Gordon Brown because they got to get the guy out of the way to let uh, uh, Cameron or uh, the uh, the new Wonder Boy, Nick Clegg, take over uh, that portion of Gitmo Nation. So he's out meeting with constituents. This woman comes up and she's bitching at him. She's like, "You know, hey, listen, Gordon. You know, it's like the government used to be about healthcare, about education, and uh, keeping people safe. And this is crap. That's basically what she's saying. And she's going on and on and on and on and on. And then, yeah, you know, and then so she starts to walk away. Gordon Brown starts. And this is basically a set up press thing on the street, right? Have you seen this, John? Have you seen the clip at all? Nope, missed oh, it. Oh, good. And, um, and she starts walking away and then he starts sucking up to her. It's like, well, tell me about your grandchildren. And she's like, yeah, whatever. And then she walks off. He gets into the car with his lav microphone on, which is still on. (laughs) <laughs> and he starts bitching, bitching out the whole situation. Like, oh, oh man, who, who got that woman in there? Who? Well, I, I have a clip for you. You have to kind of listen closely at the end because uh, as the car is driving off, uh, the wireless mic starts to cut out a little bit. Uh, I'll do some translation where uh, necessary. So, first here is uh, Gordon wrapping up this uh, rather bad PR moment. Health
3: and helping people. That's what I'm about. That's what I'm about. Well, I, you've had the chance. I hope, yeah. I, I hope you keep it. I, 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 it's to been very, it. it's yes. been very good to meet you. Yes. Thank, Thank you. Very good to meet you.
0: Yeah. And uh, you're wearing the right colour
1: That's
0: today. Yeah. <laughs> 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 How many grandchildren do you have? Two. Two. What, what yeah. names are they?
3: They've just come back from Australia, where they've been stuck for uh, now ten days. But they got, but they got they don't through. Get back with this ash crisis.
0: They got, they got through now. Yeah. Yeah.
3: They're all. Now
0: we've been trying to get people back quickly. Yeah. But uh, are they going to go to university? That's uh, the plan.
3: I hope so. They're yeah. only twelve and ten. Oh, they're only twelve and ten. Yeah. But they will do they're doing well at school. Yeah. Very
0: good. A good family. Yeah, good to uh, see you. Good family. Good family. The what education system
3: in Rochelle will congratulate it. Good
0: good, good, good. And it's very nice to see you. Take the care. Education system. Thanks, Gordon. Thanks. So he's walking off to his car. Thanks. Take care. Thank you very much. Good to see you all. Okay. Good to see you. Thanks very much. Into the car. That was a disaster. That was a disaster, he says. Well, just. Right. Okay. You should never put me with my thumb. He's like, we should have never talked to that woman.
3: Whose idea was that? Whose idea was that? I don't know, I
0: can see it. Is it Susan? I don't know. Susan, you're fired, that's for sure. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. They will go in. What is she Everything. She just What a disaster. So, um, there's a number nah, of. I'm not that impressed. No, this is a big flap in the UK. Is it because he? Oh rude. yeah! Oh oh! Every oh yeah! He called her a bigoted woman. Oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to tell. Uh, it doesn't really bigoted work. Bigoted Woman, <laughs> that bigoted woman shows up. He says so. There's a there's a link in the show notes with the video with subtitles, so you can because uh, you know he's also speaking that funny accent. Yeah, very to <laughs> hardly understand a word he says. Uh, but this is the big snafu, and and I'm telling you, I think this is this is orchestrated. They have to get the guy out of the way with one fell swoop because it's time to hand over the baton you know so it was it's yeah it might,
1: you know you can mic people up like that and just leave the damn thing running you'll get something
0: the interesting thing though here's what i don't understand so there's a million cameras right the bbc breaks the story yet it it, it seems to be everyone has the same audio but he's only wearing one lav microphone so who had the audio this was sky news there's they, a pool the, it wasn't a pool this is well, it had thing. to be
1: somebody had to have the audio and pool it with the rest of them. So why would
0: they? It's weird. It's weird. It's like one guy had the audio, but there were at least fifteen cameras there. It was an on location thing. It wasn't like a, a set of pool They were pooling.
1: pooling. I mean, that's the only thing that you can that explains it. You
0: mean, just the, in other words, sharing? Yeah,
1: yeah. Which, no. which is common and in common in most you know modern societies. I mean, if you remember people out there now, you still see evidence of it in Africa. Where there's the guys up there speaking, there's a thousand microphones in front of him. You know, we stopped doing that in the, what, the 80s, the early 80s or late 70s? When the pool became yeah. like, oh, you know, well, since we got one good mic, you know, why don't we just share it? Oh, okay.
0: But the, uh, the crazy thing is, is she's, you know, you have to see the whole thing to really put it into context. But she, she's bitching at him about, you know, where are all these Eastern Europeans coming from? like, we got a million people running into our country. And then Gordon Brown's like, well, we got a million people going, leaving the country. And so he's calling her bigoted, which is basically calling the whole country bigoted because that's the conversation they have. I lived in, in Gitmo Nation East. They're, they don't want him. They don't want him at all. They're, they're just like, get him out. Hmm. So I'm telling you, this is a Dean scream moment. This is to discredit him, uh, get him out quick. Well,
1: he didn't have a chance to, anyway, did he?
0: Um, it, it you know the, I think they just want Cameron to
1: the, and that other guy and that other yeah, guy. Clegg. It make- it's
0: going to be Cameron. Let me just tell you right now. It's going to hey, be. Hey, I'm Cameron. the one who said that. You're the one who suggested C- Clegg. No, not at all. I said Nick Clegg is now the is now the sweetheart, but he's a CIA spook or not a he's a spook, not a CIA, MI five, MI six. I didn't suggest. I'm just saying that everyone. Oh no,
1: Cameron's a winner. You know, we have two Brits in the offices over at Mevio. Yeah,
0: and they're like, "Oh, he's the Susan Boyle of politics." Yeah, (laughs) it's like Clegg. Clegg is a douchebag. Douchebag.
1: They're all douchebags. Cameron's the worst. Cameron is bad, but he's the he's obviously on the fast track. I mean, you can see that from here. I don't know what they're thinking in England. Oh, he
0: was set up. He was. He's always been the one that uh, he's always been the heir apparent. Yeah, it, you know it doesn't matter. It's the whole all this, thing is rigged. Yeah, it's all the same people running the show, and they've got the game show going on now with the debates. It's funny. It's just entertainment. It's entertainment. People see it as such. Talking about crappy accents. Let's play. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: Right on. Uh, let's laugh about foreigners under clip. Yes. Well, here's the <laughs> <a> beauty. <laughs> okay. Here's clip on clips. Number one uh, file. There's a, how much can you take of Stefan? Uh, and let me set this up on CNBC world, uh, which I like to watch cause I think they have much better uh, and faster paced analysis of what's going on in the stock market. Um, they have this show. I think I'm pretty sure it's produced in, in by the British and they have this French correspondent who I, I'm absolutely certain they only put on the air because he's such a he's you can't understand a word he says. <laughs> and his accent is so thick. It's ridiculous. And where's it's, he from?
0: It, where's Stefan from? From
1: Paris, I believe.
0: Oh, I've seen him. Yeah, yeah, and he always stands uh, kind of like in the busy uh, financial yeah, he's in district, busy
1: section of town. Yeah, he, <laughs> on his the reports corner. are actually quite good if you could figure out what, <laughs> what, he's, what he's saying. saying. <laughs> but he's reporting here on the EADS strike, which apparently took place. Of course, they, nobody reports on any French yeah. strikes in EADS the United States.
0: EADS makes uh, Airbus. Airbus.
1: They're, nobody reports on French strikes in the United States because that's all that we report on, <laughs> <They're>
0: <laughs> and because, on because they're so effective. And we might think of that ourselves.
1: So here we go with a clip called "How Much Can You Take?" of Stefan.
0: So let's get to Stefan
2: Pajaxi who has the latest from Paris, Stefan.
5: Yeah, absolutely, Anna. All the banks are trading lower. It's not yet the earnings season for the French banks. They're reporting next week for the first of them, BNP Paribas and Société Générale. So for the time being... It's,
0: <laughs> it's because... It- <laughs> it's because he says, it's a de general. It
5: <laughs> looks like we are a bit negative on the sector. We are negative also at the opening on uh, Carrefour on the back of uh, a consumer sentiment, which uh, in France dropped to minus thirty-seven in April, and that was a bad surprise because the average forecast was a small increase compared to March, and that of course is a bad signal for uh, consumer-related stock like Carrefour. Uh, Carrefour uh, makes a large part of its business still on its French domestic market. Apart from this, we've got EADS, second day of strike for the French factories of uh, Airbus. Unions are asking for 3.5% pay rise and started yesterday a rotating strike. They started to uh, impact yesterday the production of the Airbus 330 and 340. Today they will impact the production of the Airbus 320 and tomorrow some parts of productions for the Airbus 380. A decision to go on strike follow a demonstration of 10,000 workers on Friday and unions already wound that uh, should the management refuse to negotiate, uh, they would uh, continue some uh, social action next week. For the time being, yes, is down 0.7%. Also-
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, I have to kind of take the opposing side here, you damn yank. Just because you've never heard of Carrefour and don't know what Société Générale and Paris, blah, 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 what they are... <laughs> That's what throws you off. The other stuff is pretty easy to understand. I can follow them. 10,000 people. Yeah. They want 3.5% wage increase. It's the Airbus three thirty three forty. What more information do you need? <laughs> bad surprise, he says. <laughs> social bad, action. Bad surprise. They will
1: take the social
0: action. Here's the social action we have in the United States. So in France, they're really smart. They go out and they hit people in the mouth, literally. They burn your car,
1: they, no, they, the wine. They, the, my favorite thing is the wine wars that have been going on. I've been following it on and off again. They were bringing these wines in to to blend with the French wines, and so the in certain areas of France, they these wines were coming in from Portugal or Spain or whatever. So they would they would hijack the <laughs> these big trucks, and then they dump the wine down the drain.
0: Yeah, that's, it's real social unrest. Yeah, and what we do in the United States. Let's see. May 22nd is Everybody Draw Muhammad Day. Ooh, we're so radical. This is an actual... Uh, it's probably what? Like f- yeah, it's like a Facebook No, wait a minute. Thing.
1: That's got to be a put-on because you can't draw Muhammad. Well, it's everybody... That's dra- <laughs> got to be some sort of that. Now, I think you're missing this one. I don't think so. Because drawing Muhammad is like the greatest evil that the Muslim can do.
0: <laughs> well, that's why uh, this is coming from... Uh, a seattle cartoonist yeah this is a protest yeah that's what i'm saying this oh is, that's our version of a that's protest. our version of a protest <laughs> the best one though Joe, the, the best one and i can't believe we can draw a picture of i can't believe we missed this one uh-oh um i don't think we it was so stupid we didn't even talk about the uh i think we did maybe the uh, the cleric in Iran who said uh, because women are dressed promiscuously. Oh yeah, that that's one. Why it, that's why we didn't
1: miss it. We ignored well, it.
0: But that's no, 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 no. You're missing the point. We missed Boobquake Day on Facebook, oh. where where women women around the United States that was on Monday, uh, promised and did according. Looking at the Facebook page. Uh, show as much cleavage and boobage as possible to try and create an earthquake, and uh, of course, uh, nothing. It was probably the quietest day ever on uh, the, <laughs> uh, geolo- the geological scale. stars.
1: Charles. Yes, because it was all this momentum that was just <laughs> offsetting the actual tectonic plate movement.
0: No, man, the, the guys, guys have got it backwards. The guys at the switch were just like, "Do a douchebags. We're not. <laughs> don't touch anything. Don't don't fire it off right now." Well, we were on that topic. Uh, the
1: Ashgate thing, Ashmageddon.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Apparently, did you see the latest, you know, stories? There was no ash in, over England, yeah. and you know, t- and of course you were, we were right at the beginning. We, we were saying you had, contacted, you had contacted people over there, and they said, "I'm looking out here. There's nothing. The sky is blue and clear as a bell. Beautiful day to fly." Right, which is, of course, in, it probably was. Now it turns out that it was. Now that brings to mind, I, and I normally don't bring my own wife's crackpot theories to play. Yes, but she brought this up. She said, "What do you think if the whole thing, the whole Ashgate thing, was used as a as a subtle, a not so subtle ruse to keep people from going to the Polish?" A uh, funeral, including Obama. Everybody canceled. Obama could have snuck in around the back door. He could have flown south and around. Oh, the,
0: the, the guys from uh, Germany could have come. They could have driven.
1: They could have driven or taken the train. They, everybody didn't take it because something was up insofar as there was a coup d'etat plot or they're going to kill all the world's leaders or there was some who knows what yeah, danger. Be like,
0: hey, you know, it's not a good idea to go flying around over there no matter, or even being there. You tend to get killed i th- well, i think i think that's a fi- i think that's a fine uh well i the, the, I'm, mm. you know what it is a lot of people use this for different reasons and i'm still holding steadfast to uh the theory that it's just the same people who made the computer models for global warming. We know that when nine eleven nine 11 struck and, uh, air, uh, aviation was uh, stopped for three days, temperatures rose remarkably in the United States. So maybe they use it to spike, uh, spike their numbers, but the never let a good crisis go to waste thing continues with all this aviation disaster, John, with the, uh, the train memes and, um, It's kind of a long. long, We're all over that. Well, well, I I have a little more information for you if you're interested. Yeah, I'm all over the train memes. So first of all, let's talk about how bad uh, aviation is because aviation is clearly being put in a bad light whenever possible to um, promote taking the train. And it's and it's in the psyche. I was in the car yesterday on my way to Oakland in the in the cab. And I heard a commercial for Siemens International. I I tried to find the commercial. Siemens, of course, makes trains. They're making high-speed trains for China even – um, and the commercial went something like this. You know, you can get from Los Angeles to San Francisco in two hours and 40 minutes. Siemens International high speed rail. I'm like, yeah, in 2025, <laughs> if you're what, lucky, <laughs> what are they doing with commercials running for that now? You know, and clearly it's mind controlling people to, to think about trains, trains, good trains, trains, trains. And then I'm start looking at, there's a lot of... Oh, by the way,
1: did I mention before, maybe I did, that it takes 24 hours to yes. get from San Francisco to Seattle on a train? Yes, you did mention 24 that. 24
0: hours. Well, if they had hookers on board, it would be okay. So, here's just, here's just a quick rundown of bullshit aviation stories. One, radiation exposure while flying. I'm not even going to oh, get into these. These brother. are so stupid.
1: This is the but oldest story ever.
0: Yeah, so that that one's cropping up again. And I'm going to tell you, I'm, there's a reason why. Oh, wait, I, I I heard one myself
1: the other day. They were talking about, yeah, I was, it was a sports talk show. They were talking about the bad
0: air in the airplane. Oh, yeah, bad air in the airplane, radiation. Then <coughs> yesterday, Wall Street Journal, sorry, <coughs> Wall Street Journal, Investigators cite several issues in Hudson crash. Now this irked me because Andy Pastor, who lives in Los Angeles, but uh actually he's been an anti-aviation guy, you know, he's been pulling apart Boeing in the past. Whenever there's something fishy going on with aviation, he's always on it. He's been around for a long time. And so I'm reading this is um and this is about the Hudson crash between the uh the sightseeing helicopter and a Piper Uh, aircraft and um, so the uh, the article says repeated safety violations by air traffic controllers led to the fatal mid-air collision between a sightseeing helicopter and a small private plane over the hudson river in august according to documents released wednesday by federal investigators and then second paragraph the national transportation safety board information paints the most detailed picture yet of how a series of lapses by a number of controllers including distractions caused by personal business Preceded the high profile crash that killed nine people. So I'm like, wow. So uh, I know exactly what it was done in that voice. Yeah. <laughs> that's how Andy talks. So uh I go over to the NTSB uh website, and you know, there's it specifically says because they release a they release a docket. And the docket is uh we've done this before. It's very extensive. They have interviews with uh um uh, well, that's interesting the website down Uh, the NTSB is down that's cool uh, they more have, proof yeah they have interviews with you know all the everybody involved um you know uh people on the ground but you know people who run the helicopter people who run the maintenance for the helicopter and it specifically states this is you know just factual information no conclusions drawn whatsoever and it's it's really not clear in fact it's a very unfortunate accident um if anything it's a, it's a very busy corridor and it was just you know bad timing shit happens this is a place uh, in the hudson river where uh, general aviation has to look out for each other they were war- they were aware they were warned um, you know, shit just bad shit happens, but this phone call had nothing to do with what, with, with, what went down, but it's completely being positioned as, Oh, the guy was on a, you know, the air traffic control was on a personal call and then he couldn't warn them. And, and I read through all the documents yesterday when I was pretending to look busy from EVO and, um, and it's just not true. What this Andy pastor is writing is not True. It is, I'm sorry, it's not true. You can interpret this in many different ways. It's an unfortunate accident. No, it, but it's not because an air traffic controller was on the phone with somebody, which, by the way, happens all the time. Anyway, yeah. so, it's just, you know, so that irks me. And I put up a, bunch of, uh, a bunch of information in the show notes about that. Then we get the passenger on an airliner who claimed he had dynamite. Which right. uh, you know, and, and so we have you know. This was on his way to from Paris yeah, to some Atlanta. Guy loaded
1: with, uh, loaded up with ambient, apparently.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and 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 I'm just reading the 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 you know the stories on this, and so there were air marshals on board, and they put his laptop in the back of the plane and put pillows around it to- just in case. <laughs> the Pillows, yeah, okay, that's gonna help. So this is making a lot of sense. And now I'm like, okay, how, how is this being propagated? And, and, and who is behind the, the big push for, um, for rail? And then I find it, John. Uh-oh. We have the U.S. High Speed Rail Association. And this is a very interesting outfit. These are the guys that want to get us on board pun intended, with the trains. And I find the article I'm looking for, who, because of course it's always the PR agencies who feed information to people like uh, Andy there from the Wall Street Journal, because you know, there's no actual news reporting, they just take uh, PR reports, like, oh! Yeah, you, got, I you know, re-
1: people think that we're kidding when we say this, but I can assure you as someone who's been in all aspects of that part You're of the media. You're a
0: journalist.
1: They... The PR people t- took over the industry or the, it took over the country probably in the uh, 80s.
0: And what they do is they send out uh, press reports, uh, which of course are uh, disguised as news. And people just copy that and say, oh, this is interesting. Well, this is a good report. Hey, you know, the, the, the guy was on the phone. Airlines bad, flying bad, bad. So who did they hire, John? Which. Company, do you think is the agency of record for the U.S. High Speed Rail Association?
1: Well, I mean, I don't know. It could be any one of the big PR companies, like Hill and Knowlton.
0: That bingo, bingo.
1: Oh, well, they're the best.
0: Hill and Knowlton. People have to know Hill and Knowlton is. They used to be known as the crisis company. You got people dying of cancer from your cigarettes. Hill and Knowlton will fix it for you.
1: Hill & Knowlton is the company that brought that woman. Remember during the Kuwaiti War, the the Gulf War 1? They
0: they represented... I have the list. Can I just give you the list of their clients? Sure. Sure. Hill & Knowlton, representing the Copenhagen Climate Council. ta (laughs) Big Tobacco, of course. This is all about the the cancer. Desert Storm. Hill & Knowlton went to work for the government of Kuwait, organizing PR in support of the war in Iraq this is the uh that will remember the woman who testified about all oh, these horrible things yeah the, to the her. incubators they're 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 pulling kids out of incubators and killing them <laughs> um the public eats it up they have um, okay in uh, i only have uh in two thousand they had fifteen million dollars in government p r contracts they also represent the international Monetary Fund. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are amazing. Yeah, well, Client. that's
1: where you find the people who. Uh, you know, one of the things I, I've said this before on the show, and I want to keep repeating myself all show this time, but you know, you w- it's very easy to deconstruct what's going on. You you read a book like uh, uh, Confessions of an Economic Hitman, and then you uh, go and do research on on the reviews of the book, and find the people who slammed it. And you'll find either people that are in the CIA or they're working for Hill and Knowlton or whatever. Uh, and I'm not saying that somebody can't have a reasonable criticism of that book. But you can see if, if you find the person, they're critical of the book, and they start looking at their other material, you, you just see a pattern of like, holy mackerel, this person, why are they, you know, who's, who are they really working for?
0: Well, they're working for the Ministry of Truth,
1: obviously. And by the way, not everybody falls in that category, but it's very easy to see it when you do a re- when you do a back check on all the material they've written.
0: Hill and Knowlton is an outstanding organization when it comes to propaganda. They are, without a doubt, the best. Uh, they largely invented modern public relations. Yeah, and and you can't even—they're so good, you can't track them. There's 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 no way. There's no way to, I mean, we we would have to be lucky. Someone in our audience, one of our producers, would have to run across one of their PR. I mean, they don't just do PR releases, they don't go to PR Newswire or something. Yeah, no, like they that. get women to testify in front of Congress somehow. These guys are amazing. So, trains are it, baby. Forget about it. Flying. So the
1: killer Nolten is behind the high-speed rail.
0: Yes, the high-speed oh, rail. we're screwed,
1: Dan. Yes,
0: the <laughs> high-speed totally rail. You should look at the website for the High-Speed Rail Association. It's, it's unbelievable. Um, hold on. Let me give you the, uh, the website address. It is uh, ushsr.com, and uh, right on the front page, High speed rail is coming to Hollywood. I mean <laughs> <laughs> Get on board for High Speed Rail. Join the movement to bring high speed rail to America. And it's you know, they're they're turning this they're turning this thing Hollywood. You watch we'll have Hollywood oh, we'll people have, yeah. going out on high-speed trains. It's its just unbelievable. Oh,
1: yeah. We have all the stupid celebrities who just, okay. Oh, oh is there good. an
0: event I can
1: go to and have my picture taken? Where's the
0: goodie bag? Is there a red carpet? <laughs> Where's you, the red carpet? You watch. You watch. No, high-speed Real right. coming to Hollywood. Yeah, in 2030. <laughs> Get on board that now.
1: we will be dead of an overdose by then. Yeah. <laughs> So you're, or here's Congressman John Micah, high speed rail. He, I guess he's a stooge. Congresswoman Corinne <laughs> Brown, another dummy.
0: Oh, this is great. We could play one of these clips to see if it's any good, but it's. what do you no, think? Well, who, to play Corinne
1: Brown. She looks like she's just a stooge.
0: Hold on a second. Corinne Brown. Oh, she does. And it looks like the the outfit she's what is wearing. She, what
1: is she wearing, a jogging uniform? <laughs> that what was, is that was in the, it
0: was in the goodie bag. That's, uh, <laughs> right, then got to forget about the goodie bag. <laughs> All right, here we go. Ooh, they've got, ooh, USHSR. <laughs> Congressman Kareem Brown, Chairwoman, Subcommittee on Railroads, Pipelines, and Hazardous Materials. Okay. We're here with the Honorable Kareem Brown in her district. And
1: she is, of course, the chairperson of the rail subcommittee of the Prestigious transportation and infrastructure committee. Prestigious. Yes. Tell us how you
0: feel about high speed rail finally coming to well, your you know, state of. By the way, this is done in front of a sign that says U.S. High Speed Rail Association. You know, so yeah. this is a PR. That there's an. X. There's
1: a video. Uh, there's a video press release. Yeah,
0: there's an X by her feet. Stand here, I Blore.
3: am so excited. You know, I was here coming to the conference. Uh, it should have taken me maybe an hour and fifteen minutes. It took three hours. That's why we need high speed rail. It is, <laughs> no question. Yeah, so you can do 24 hours to Seattle. We need to be able to move people, goods, and services. And I am so pleased with the.
0: That's the talking point. Move people, goods, and services. The Obama yep, yep,
3: administration, yep. Vice President Biden, who rode the train you know, for 30 years, over 3,000 rides, understand the importance of rail. I mean, keep in mind now, just a couple of years ago, I was dealing with a zero-out budget. Now we've been plussed up. We've got eight billion dollars we got additional monies in the upcoming
0: we've been plussed up yeah, Plussed up. i, I like that
3: budget so it's an opportunity for florida and the rest of the country to move forward 50 years ago we made a commitment to highway and that was great but now we need to figure out how our competitors are already there and we're talking to people all over the world and they're moving their people and we're behind you
1: we know but oh, we're always behind. This is a new meme, yeah, by the we're, way. We're, we're behind. behind on broadband. We're behind on this. We're behind. <laughs> I, my favorite one is, oh, we're so far behind on cell phone technology. Remember that one from 10 yeah. years yeah, ago? Yeah, we're
0: behind, baby.
1: Meanwhile, now the iPhone comes out. Now we're suddenly ahead, so we're not talking about it anymore. Yeah, no, we're, we're behind other people. How will
0: it impact the everyday citizen of Florida? Oh, and, it'll be beautiful. And the everyday citizen Don't of America win high school. <laughs> he will be broke paying for that shit, baby. Rail finally becomes a reality.
3: As I just said, can you imagine being able to get on a train and go from Orlando to Miami, 200 miles, one hour and 15 minutes? It will change not only the complex of the country but people can live and work anywhere
0: oh and- isn't that what we do with aviation <laughs>
1: <sighs> one hour and 15 minutes 200 miles that means the thing is chugging along at 180
0: yeah it's slow slow.
1: Yeah. High-speed uh, rail, know, man. It's faster than that.
3: We are going to have a series of listening and talking to the people in Florida about where we want to go with high-speed, but it's not just high-speed. It's how we're going to do intermodal. How we're going to work what? together, Inter- whether it's intermodal. You know, rail, high-speed.
0: Inter- intermodal? Is that yeah. world get
3: tr- something world to do with
1: deliveries of products.
3: Mm, commuter rail. How we're going to pull it together so we can move our state forward. What on? Oh, thank you. Here's your check.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Play the other guy too, since we don't want to just have the one
0: crazy this is, old black man. Uh, John Micah, the crazy old white dude. <laughs> and who is he, John? <laughs> oh! Oh! Sorry, the train went through my head. <laughs> He's the ranking member, committee on transportation and infrastructure. And this mm-hmm. is all from the same conference in front of the same sign. Please rise. Oh, oh no, it's not the ranking member. John. Thank you, very much. Thank you. Oh, he just handed him a check. I saw it. He gave it to him. Uh, the microphone. Thank you, Thank Thank
4: you. you so much uh, for being with us. Thank you for the generous uh, introductions. I'm uh, so pleased to be with the High
0: Speed Rail Association here. Uh, if you're from out of town, welcome. If you're- and this is just a commercial outfit. You know, this this is a bunch of people who make trains and rail, and uh, they have an association. And all these guys are down there. You're from In Town, and you've heard me before. I apologize, uh,
4: and uh, Charlie, uh, thank you again for uh, your leadership. Oh, oh shut up! He's d- boring. Nation.
0: No, uh, He's typical. I, uh, Let's see. Let's see if he has something. Just got here.
4: back from Washington last night. Uh, pleased to be here. And boy, am uh, my arm's tired. It's uh, cold up there. Uh, uh, especially writer. for Republicans, as I've told <laughs> folks, but uh, uh, it, uh, it's good to be home and see the Dude sunshine.
0: Uh, okay, uh, we're done with him. S- there's nothing. There's nothing. He's just boring. <laughs> dork. He took his check. He's like, I got the check. I don't have to say anything. I'm now. done.
1: <laughs> my my work is done. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so anyway, uh, we jest, of course, uh, and, uh, but it's, it's good to know how this system works, and this is Hill and Knowlton at work. These guys oh, are the amazing. Best
1: amazing yep. when you see their name you're in trouble you're oh, not gonna win
0: it's ogilvy and mather who are uh, the agency of record for siemens uh, transportation
1: oh there you go the
0: other big boys Yeah, oh, these guys are awesome so they, they it's the biggest people in the world in the business who have completely hijacked news right
1: they can sell uh, you know ice refrigerators to eskimos kind of thing yes. sand the camels as it were <laughs> i mean they, it's just unbelievable so we, so the public has no chance. I mean, we, I mean, we can come out here and moan and groan about it on our little show, but the fact of the matter is, uh, you don't speak you know, so
0: highly of the show.
1: <laughs> it's a little show <laughs> in terms of compared to the kind of impact that Hill and Knowlton has. Our impact is one percent typically yes. uh, it's, it's not i mean the, yeah everyone listens and say, "Oh, this is terrible but we we can't uh you can't turn the tide on hill and nolton no, no matter what it's, you try.
0: it's impossible yeah and, it's impossible it's just yeah. now i, I will so say we're screwed
1: again, we're screwed with this stupid high-speed rail that the united states is not we're not geographically equipped for high-speed rail it's inconvenient it works great in germany it works great in a country like holland holland yeah. is the size is the what i don't think there's a, rhode island i mean holland is a. Small, it's smaller than Rhode Island I can walk from one end of Holland to the other it would take me a couple <laughs> of days but I could do it and you would look great I <laughs> lose some weight, yeah. but but it's not like you know this is nothing. I mean you know which country is a country, but most of our states are bigger than most countries in Europe, and that's where the rail works well. The cities are all right next to each other, you know, within like five or ten miles, and they're big and they have older. Well, well they, the thing it, is,
0: it's going to cost a crap
1: load of money, and it's going to be misdiagnosed. I mean, this San Francisco to L.A. thing isn't going to cost what they say three billion to six billion, something like that. It's going to cost sixty billion. billion more,
0: I think more. Probably. Yeah. And, 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 and they won't yeah. get it to work
1: right. There's that damn mountain in between. But do you th-
0: do you? Well, they're going to go around the mountain. But do you and think
1: that's not even going to be that fast? You got to go from San Francisco out to the valley uh, where Highway Five is, and gonna then go through, it's going
0: to go via San Diego. I, I have the plans here.
1: No, it goes. It goes to L.A. then San Diego. Yeah, L.A., San Diego, San Francisco. But yeah, you, but it doesn't go straight to San Francisco. No, San, it no. goes through a gap. It's got. To, it goes up. To, it actually goes to Sacramento.
0: Yeah, but so. But do you think this is good for as an economy booster? God no, because Unless you,
1: think, you know putting down rails a big deal. I mean, I guess I.
0: Well, that's how it's being up. sold. Saying this is really good because it'll put people to work on the railroad on the chain gang.
1: Well, that's, yeah, it'll do that to some extent for sure. But, you know, it's like, you know, that was like in 1860 when they had to bring all these Chinese in to do it because who wants to do that work?
0: (laughs) Nobody. (laughs) But we may be doing it soon enough, John. If donations don't perk up, we'll be working on the chain gang.
1: So we do have, uh, we might as well mention some donations that we got to this oh, week. Oh,
0: crap. Are we already there? Wow. Yeah. That went you, fast.
1: You, yeah, it was funny. You, you subconsciously segued to it. Nice. We haven't even gotten to the Arizona stories. We'll get back to those. Uh, let me open up our little thing here and thank some people. And yeah, We do have some, some discussion. Um, people calling each other douchebags, which I think is, I don't know how we got that started, but I, I feel bad about it. Thanks for the great show, says uh, Sean Aruble. R W R U B E L Ruble, I guess, in Marietta, Georgia, home of uh, Lockheed Marietta. Nice, nice little town. I've been there actually. Uh, great show. Listening since December. He's a student. He gave us seventy-five bucks. He's a student. He doesn't have any extra money. But it's my birthday on Thursday, the twenty-ninth. <laughs>
0: Everybody, we're giving a shout-out to uh, Sean Rubel. Happy birthday, my friends.
1: Happy birthday, Sean. <laughs> Ken, Ken I uh, gave a 6543. Six, He's in Stittsville, Ontario, and he wanted to call out his sister-in-law, L- Lily Snively, if that is indeed her real name, as a douchebag. Douchebag. has been listening to the show for many months. She says the No Agenda show is what gets her through the long nights as a shift ER nurse in Simcoe, Ontario. Time to make a donation, sister. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then Ken Dusling, who did two nickels on the dime again, another donation. He says, by the way, I have it on good authority that my father, Ken, will be donating to this Thursday show, which, oh, he did. Okay. This is Kevin Doosling. This is the kind of thing that's going on. So Kevin donated saying that his dad, Ken, who just donated, uh, he says he'll be uh, donating to the show and will be calling out my aunt as a douchebag. In, in order to defend her honor, I'm doing the same. I call out Ken as a douchebag.
0: Oh, my God. Douchebag. Know, not
1: vigorously pursuing his... This reminds me of Heather and her boyfriend no, but who got is, into
0: a beef on our show. This is actually more like a family game. It's like Scrabble. You know, you know, can also It's like Clue. You can all sit down and call each other douchebags. Douchebags through the show.
1: <laughs> We're going to put an end to it by the way. By the and, way, uh, but you know, know, I think we I think we did break up Heather and her boyfriend because one of them said, <laughs> we haven't, haven't heard from him. We <laughs> haven't heard from him. <laughs> anyway, so Kevin's calling out Ken, who is calling out his sister and Kevin's defending the sister. I don't know.
0: Well, that's No, so anyway, that- you're forgetting the most important part of the message here. Uh, a shout out to my fiance Emily. Uh, Mr. Mr. Curry's velvet voice warms her very soul. Huh. Yeah. That didn't come through on my printout. Uh (laughs)
1: Uh-huh. Right. (laughs) Well, maybe I'll talk like you do now. Yeah, maybe. David Groff, 6180, uh, a Fibonacci number. Nice. Uh, He's in Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, Brian Reynolds, a Little Egg Harbor in New Jersey, uh, two nickels on the dime. Um, Also... uh, apparently uh almost killed himself when you played the Aussie Crazy Train clip
0: <laughs> during the the pre-street was so
1: driving and i guess he couldn't yeah.
0: It was loud. Uh, <laughs> it was loud.
1: Clint Strocker of uh, Russellville or is it Strockner Strockner Russellville Arkansas graduating from college looking for some uh, uh, to join the Karma Club. Uh Brett Pinter 5333 from South Lyon Michigan um he also sent an email and I have to go look it up and read it later in the show.
0: There's a uh, uh, there's a new website I'd like to uh, mention noagendakarma.com. Um, Christopher, by the way, uh, and we haven't put any entries in there because I don't don't want to be paraphrasing or copying emails without permission. So uh, if uh, you have a story about how uh, No Agenda gave you some good karma, here's another example from Christopher. Uh, Thanks for your service and for airing my support uh, or my, my tip on Merck invading university newspapers with vaccine PSAs. At the time, I had just lost my job about a week and a half later. After I contributed to the show, I got a job which is much better than my old one. Thanks for the karma, guys. And it turns out that a lot of people who donate to the show, amounts don't seem to really matter. Although you might want to always try and tip the scales in your favor. Um, People seem to get work from this. So uh, if you have a story, negative or positive, we're really trying to track this. So far, I don't think we have any stories where someone donated and did not get an upgrade or a gig... Uh, posted well, at noagendacarma.com. No yeah, go to
1: noagendakarma.com and then we can maybe we can document some of this stuff because I don't want to just say that this happens when it, people are saying it's happening all the time. And so, you know, I'm not going to. We don't want to make. We want to have proof because people yeah. say these guys are just full of crap.
0: Yeah. We don't want to be like PBS.
1: Uh, David Lee gave us 50 bucks saying he likes to listen to, to Adam because he makes me feel, feel sane by comparison. <laughs>
0: uh, hey, wait a minute. Douchebag! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh,
1: <laughs> anyway, we got OKC defensive tac- uh, tactics, Charles Newberry, Barry Wilson, Coffs Harbor, Australia. Uh, and by the way, the uh, Charles Newberry to Pennsylvania is on, in honor of Heinrich Moltke. Getting a lot of that DUI DUI Dash David Lee, uh, Christopher Garlock, who I think we talked about, and and Jeffrey, who I'll never pronounce his name L E E N T J E S from Helver something or other Slew.
0: <laughs> okay, it's time for an an, uh, an official no agenda Dutch pronunciation moment. Jeff <laughs> Je- Jeffrey Leintjes... Uh-huh. Say, it, say it with me now. Lane Chess. Lane Very good. And he's from yeah. Hellafood Slouse. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, don't laugh, we don't laugh at names here, John. Hellafood <laughs> Hell Hel- Slouse. Hellafood Slouse. It doesn't say so, that. what? It does. <laughs> it doesn't say that. It well, says Hell food Slouse. That's how you pronounce it.
1: Well, it's a beautiful sounding thing, but it, they don't. You know, I know what the problem is. These are these are spellings that are not. These, this is is this the Dutch spelling actually? Yeah, John, you it's, a, it's it uh, let me
0: think. It's it's another language. Of course, these spellings. Have you ever tried to pronounce Russian in Russian spelling? Oh, that's strange. It's it's not an American spelling. What's that in English?
1: So, so let's go over a couple more two nickels on the dime, people. That are uh, going, we that came out of our uh, our mailing, uh, which include, and we do have a bunch of people that are getting in on the. Uh, we have a, a the Deuce Club, which we should talk about in a why, second. Why don't you so do let's the double nickels
0: on. on the dime first, then we'll do the Deuce Club.
1: Yeah, Kevin Alcock, uh, Daniel Rudolph, K- Kyle Fros. F-R-O-E-S-E. And he also wants to call out Jeremy Meyer, his fellow co-worker and a faithful listener, as a douchebag. Douchebag! So that's been done. Uh, Dan DiRinzo, who, uh, he says that the, he, he gave us money because our audio quality didn't fade last week.
0: Yeah, and For the he, first yeah, time ever. You know what? And he's, this actually is because of your support that the show is sounding better. Mark Jasper,
5: uh,
1: who also uh, apparently from the bum mentioned in the show. I guess somebody called him a bum or something. I don't know. No, oh, it doesn't count. And, well, yeah, it's not the same as a as a douchebag. And, uh, whoops, I was reading this off the PayPal thing, and they just signed me out. Let me uh, sign myself back in.
0: All right. Um, now, we, I think we also have uh, night hoods. Do you just want to do those on Sunday? No, no. We
1: only have the one knighthood that I know of. Unless, uh, did we not do? Uh,
0: I, I'm getting. Uh, I see the note from Eric. The shill says two knighthoods, and it doesn't say who. Where are the knighthoods on this on the spreadsheet?
1: Oh, by the way, the last guy in the tw- uh, two nickels on the dime is Thomas Gillier. So, Thomas, now, thanks.
0: So, while you're looking up the knighthoods, I want to thank everybody, and it's a nice list. That's probably, I don't know, it's hard to tell because they come in at different times. Well,
1: could it be Joseph Willis? Did we give him a knighthood from last week? <sighs> okay, well, what we're going to have to do, because unfortunately what happened is Eric's power is down, so we can't ask him.
2: I, so, I, I, yeah, yeah, but we
1: should, we should do, wait. we have to do Liam. Liam do, is Duffield is is uh, a night today. We should give it to him. We'll, we'll, we can give Joseph his on Sunday.
0: Okay. Uh, John, are you ready to unsheath? Yep. Oh, You have a large unit there. Yep. Let me uh, grab mine. Ooh. Liam Duffield, please come before us as you have supported the No Agenda show in excess of $1,000, which gives you... The official title of a knighthood. You are hereby deemed Sir Liam Duffield. Knight of the No Agenda Roundtable. Please join the table and our hookers and blow. Or pancakes, whichever one now, you Now, if
1: uh, Willis is indeed a knight today... They he will do be, him on Sunday. And he'll be a black knight.
0: Ooh, yes. Right, so now, he has that advantage. Couple things. Uh, so first of all, I want to thank everyone who uh, donates uh, smaller amounts that are either on the lucky number thirty or the five dollar a month plan. This is hugely appreciated because by about the time the high speed rail is in place, we'll actually be sustained on uh, on those monthly contributions. And uh, and even if you donate a larger amount, please consider signing up for something on uh, on the monthly. It's you make the show work. Uh, OK, we don't take any commercials. There's no interruption. We don't have Hill and Knowlton shilling around us. We don't stand in front of signs telling people how great stuff is. Uh, we just say <laughs> it how it is. And a lot of work goes into the show. A lot <laughs> of work. And we do, we do have this
1: interlude in, in between here where we talk about people who, who help support the show. And I think that is, we do it in an entertaining manner. Uh, and you can go to com and, and link to the org slash NA for donations. And we also have a uh, – currently we have a promotion uh, called the Deuce Club. For anyone who wants to give us $200, we can help celebrate our special third show that will only be listenable – to people who have either donated or are members of the Deuce Club, where we talk about, it. and we'll thank you on that show, by the way. And we're going to—it's going to be a special show. It's going to be quite interesting.
0: And it, it, you, it won't be uh, published publicly on the feed, right? It's, it's going to be no, only no. It's to not going to be. On, no, this is
1: definitely a private show. Deuce and bags gonna, not allowed. And so douchebag's not allowed, and, it's, and you can go and uh, uh, get in on that by going to dvorak.org slash two, number two, or deuce, and you can join the Deuce Club. And we have, we've got a few members that we'll talk about on the special show, which will be done on the, the day of, the, uh, of our 200th show. It's about the 200th show. It's a lot of shows for us. And, and somebody mentioned one more little thing. that We didn't turn into a promotion, but I think it's something you should think about. That we've got coming up, May fifth, twenty ten, which is five five ten
0: two oh, nickels on the dime. double nickels on the dime, beautiful. And what and what day of the week is that?
1: I don't know. Take a look at the calendar. You can do that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that can do we here. do we have a do we have a show on that day? I have to look myself. Uh, I'm looking. My calendar is borked. Uh, oh, you have a Mac. That's probably why right. it it's, it's the, Wednesday. It's a, it's a
1: Wednesday. Yeah. Damn, so, we, the show's bad. the next day, and we'll have people, everyone who does two nickels on the dime before next Wednesday, will get a
0: special call out. So, um, a couple more follow ups. So, first of all, the do show, you know, John won't admit to it, but we had a meeting. Uh, the meeting it wasn't is, really a meeting. You were outside of their offices over in San Francisco smoking. <laughs> smoking. Hey, let's have a meeting. And uh, we're going to deconstruct the show. As one yeah, of the we're actually we'll going to take our own
1: show apart. Yeah. And I mean, we're going to take apart the, the, these, these pleas for contributions, and donations, and support. We're going to talk about how that works, what we're doing. Um, I'll talk about the, you know, I sent out a mailing the other day to get people to join the Deuce Club. I'm going to talk about, you know, direct Uh, mail uh, solicitations. I'm going to tell you what the sales pitches are, how they work, what to look for. If you want to say, ah, it's just the sales pitch. Well, we have a lot of sales pitches. We have to because there's no way we're going to to keep the show going. But well, we're going to deconstruct ourselves and uh, how the show got started and it's gonna be a little history it should be entertaining we'll probably drift off into discussing the news while we're at it but i think uh, people who really like the show and have been contributing and supporting the show because we do the show for them they will enjoy this special episode
0: and i'll tell you no i'll tell you on the deuce show i got a funny story remind me funny story for the deuce Funny story. A funny You'll story for the deuce. It. Yeah, I got a funny story. Uh so it's Dvorak.org slash uh, N A for your uh, traditional support, Dvorak.org slash two or deuce, D-E-U-C-E for uh the Deuce Club. And uh, oh, I'm coming up on a battery refresh here. Also, hit the uh,
1: Dvorak uh, or it's channeldvorak.com for normal uh, support. If you can't get through, through one of the, uh, if you can't get to the Dvorak.org site, which is possible, but we also have a proxy now out there, noagendaproxy.com, yeah. and uh, I think there's two proxies is another one, and those are all listed in the show notes. So we, which we consider support too. By the way, the proxy is a very handy thing to have, especially when you're at the office. The guy at the SEC could have used the proxy.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, you know it's interesting. Where are those people? We're still waiting for the SEC. i to, to be show revealed. up. Yeah. <laughs> now I do have a, another story, John. I, I opened the show by talking about uh, the fungus that is uh, Ooh, killing people. Fungus in, among us. Yes, killing people in the Northwest. It's the Cryptococcus crypto gadi fungus john there, gotti fungus there is by the way uh, a cure or tr- i should say treatment for this uh, fungus which uh, basically infects your lungs and kills you um and very
1: similar to uh uh swine valley fever that happened it uh, happens in california which is a fungus
0: um it's interesting that this uh, can only be treated with uh, it's almost like chemotherapy there's uh you have to be on an iv drip for 14 days There's some japanese outfit that makes uh, that makes a uh, uh, some kind of treatment for it but still you're you're pretty much going to die and it's already killed over uh, 23 people so there's a theory about where this is coming from and i found it crazy but i found it uh not beyond the realm of belief refreshingly crazy so, refreshingly so. You know what Operation Paperclip is, John? No, I never heard of it. Really? Yeah, really. Wow. Okay, Operation Paperclip was uh, the program that the OSS, that's the precursor to the CSI. Um, when the they, CIA, you mean? Uh, CSI. This, what's the difference? The CIA. Uh, they brought all of the Nazi scientists into the United States kind of in the in the turmoil right after uh, the Second World War. And you know this is how they got a whole bunch of guys in and you know we we started our uh, our weapons programs because the Germans were pretty advanced with rocketry and and of course uh, uh nuclear uh, bombage etc. So Operation Paperclip which is is declassified it's it's well known. Uh they, so they brought all these guys into the United States but a couple of them were pretty much too hot to handle, and so they sent him down to uh, Chile. You know, there's reports of Argentina, but Chile is interesting because there was uh, a guy who worked very closely with uh, Joseph Mengele, who, of course, was the uh, the horrible doctor... Who uh, was experimenting on uh, on children and you know making kids kill their brothers and sisters and opera- you know doing sex change operations, all kinds of crazy ass shit. This guy's name was Paul Schaefer. He actually reportedly just died uh, last week, but they sent him to Chile and uh, they made they they put him into uh, this kind of cultish col- colony like a compound called Colonia Dignidad. I'm sure you've never heard of this either. Nope. So there's a very interesting wiki page on uh, Colony Dignidad. Um, this is uh, there's about 300 people living there. They've got two airstrips, restaurant, their own power station. There's barbed-wired fences around the whole thing. It's a protected compound. And uh, even Simon Wiesenthal... Said, "Hey, there's Nazis in there. We need to open up this thing and find out who's there. He even thought that Joseph Mengele himself uh, might be in this colony. And a couple of people have escaped over the years. And you know, like, you know, it's crazy. This Paul Schaefer, who was in the Luftwaffe, uh, he's been running the place. He's been sexually ab- uh, abusing boys, uh, just all kinds of really nasty stuff. They found huge arms caches. Uh, near the compound, so it's really bad news, and all things point to, you know, uh, clearly some kind of uh, setup, and if you follow the reports, then, you know, this guy was too, um, either too high up or or too dangerous to just bring into Operation Paperclip and being bring into the United States. So, but he, of course, always wanted to propagate uh, some of the Nazi... Uh, ideas and uh, you know, probably killing. People. All right, get to the point. So he has a daughter, Rebecca, Rebecca Schaefer, and she just happens to be one of the world's leading researchers of Cryptococcus gatti. Oh really? Oh really? Huh? And so the thinking is that this that support either she or supporters of her her uh, he adopted her there's even some reports that she might have been in the actual biological daughter of Mengele, Um, that they released a weapons grade version of Cryptococcus caucus during the Vancouver Olympics. Of course, Olympics having extreme, you know, a couple of great things about it. First of all, a lot of Nazi symbolism, including the rings, uh, which were never there until uh, Hitler had the uh, held the, uh, the Berlin games. Uh, have, second of is all, that right? Yes, oh that's well known. The ri- the rings were uh, Nazi symbolism was put mm. in they never the rings were never there before. Um and of course there's people from all over the world there. So it's a perfect place to drop some shit. Now it doesn't spread fast, but it kills extremely effectively. And uh That's what you have to be looking out for. I I found it interesting that Rebecca is one of the leading researchers on, of all things, Cryptococcus gaudi. That's amazing. I'll give you a
1: 10. You win on on that one. Well, at the end, we're all going to lose, if I'm right. Yeah, well, obviously. Well, that's not good. I haven't had that reported anywhere. Yeah. Good connection. All right. Uh, I'm sure that's another cheery thing for our listening <laughs> our
0: audience. It's hey, okay. You can call Great. me. You, know, you, you can call
1: me. Bag. No problem. Bag. So let's, uh, let's lighten things up a little bit. I got Please. a couple of clips. That, <laughs> Do you have something I got, funny? I have a, a clip from
0: your absolute favorite
1: ah, entertainer.
0: Yes. Oh, let me guess. Is it the comedian known as Rachel Maddow? Stink. Oh, no. Stink. My Oh, I love stink. So... Stink. So they,
1: they, they, apparently there's this clip going around where Sting is, uh, or Stink as as uh, Adam likes to call him, uh, and you'll find it on this clips too. By the way, at the bottom, yeah, I got it. Uh, he, uh, he goes, he's like he's stoned or something, talking about, you know, the things that need to change in this world, about global warming, all the rest of it. And then he kind of associates himself with the Tea Party movement for some what? unknown with some unknown reason, and then makes the claim that what we really need is not only big government, but just huge, bigger government. And I don't get it. This whole thing is just nuts to listen to it.
5: People who care about uh, clean
2: water and... Um Fresh air for the children to breathe, food that doesn't kill you, mm-hmm. a better planet, a safer planet. And it's a, it is a Tea Party movement. People are here to really <laughs> tell big government that we want big government to make big decisions about the most important problems we face. What? And, uh, and also to pressure our corporations to behave properly as consumers. But we're here to, we're asking for big government.
0: Basically. You know, th- screw this guy asking for me you missed the end of it uh, let, me, says, let, me, let, me, let me hear it again I, I screw this guy let me hear the let me hear what he says at the end this this guy pisses me off right. as consumers we're here to. we're asking for big government basically what? we're asking we're for, asking big, for government. big government basically, basically. Which is the tea party movement. Okay, stink. So after after he did message in a bottle, it pretty much went downhill from there. Then he started putting plates in his lip with his buddies from the Amazon. This guy's a pretentious cock. Just a pretentious oh, cock. He is nothing more than that. He <laughs> How takes, do you really he feel? He takes $2 million for a gig from, you know, evil warlords, puts it in his pocket, and then and, and, he's, and he's going like, oh, save the rainforest, and Trudy and I have tantric sex for hours, and we want big government. You're a cock, <laughs> Stink. You're a cock is all you are. All right, all
1: right. Hmm. So, uh... So, okay, so the Arizona action is where, you know, all the news, all the right and left wing, everybody is, is discussing. I just want to, I, I have a lot of clips to back up what I'm going to say, but I'm, let me just kind of summarize a couple of points that I've noticed that are interesting to me. One is that both sides of the argument, the left wing and the right wing, uh, seem to be talking around each other. And all of them, they, they all have, they're all missing the, the real point of the Arizona law that's been passed to stiffen the borders a little bit. And the fact that they're asking for 3,000 National Guards to, to help guard the place.
0: Yeah, <laughs> bring, the, bring the military in. Always a good idea.
1: The fact of the matter is, is there is a crime wave in Arizona, and there's one aspect of this that neither side, they mention it every once in a while they get a guest on that talks about it, but they don't ever really talk about it. And that is, and let's go over, let me just bring out some, some information that people should know. The kidnapping uh, capital of the world is Mexico City. Mexico City, it's, like, dangerous to be in Mexico City unless you want to get kidnapped.
0: Yeah, Mickey, Mickey went there on vacation once, uh, and she had two full-time bodyguards, even when she went to the bathroom.
1: Right. Because she could get kidnapped. The other yeah. place you run into that's a kidnapping nightmare is Sao Paulo, Brazil, and also Rio de Janeiro. Uh, and, and they always tell you, oh, you're off by yourself in Sao Paulo. You know, this is a dangerous. You should have somebody with you at all times. There's, though, know, this corner is where they kidnap people. I mean, it's amazing. And, um, and there's all kinds of weird crime in Brazil. But, but those are like really major kidnapping areas. So it, when the last time I was in Brazil, we're driving along and on, on some back road, not a, but downtown Sao Paulo, and, and there's a car dealership with some, cra- some uh, Portuguese word I never heard of. I can't think of what it was. And I said, what, what does that mean? And they said, Oh, that's a car dealership that only sells armored cars. So you can buy a Mercedes, you can buy a Hummer, you can buy all these cars you, you, that are just. You know what
0: else they have in Brazil?
1: Chicks with dicks. <laughs> I, I wouldn't know. So anyway, so they have. The, so this place only sells cars for the rich because the rich can't drive. You can't drive a Mercedes in Brazil and right, not worry about getting get back, kidnapped. Let's go
0: back to Arizona.
1: Air, well, let me finish. I got. them am wrapping. I'm going back to Arizona. Mexico City. When I was there the last time, said, "Oh, there's no Mercedes Benz's. People can't drive a nice car. They drive Volkswagens and beat up old junkers because they can't risk being spotted as someone who could be kidnapped for ransom." Now, here's what neither one of these sides want to talk about. Phoenix, Arizona, right now, is number two in the world to Mexico City. Forget about Brazil with 30 million people in Sao Paulo. Doesn't hold a candle to Phoenix, Arizona. Number one in the country. Number two in the world for kidnappings at the rate of 400 a year. Wow. This, neither side wants to talk about it. This is what the problem really is. People aren't safe in Arizona anymore. And if you have that many kidnappings, and if you remember, if you listen to all the memes and say, well, you know, we're worried about, let's, you know, San Francisco douchebag uh, mayor over here says, we're going to stop doing business with uh, Arizona. Good. Keep people out of Arizona. You're doing them a favor. So, and But his thing is, it's going to hurt the tourist trade. What's going to hurt the tourist trade is if tourists we'll figure this out. <laughs> so the right wingers have not said anything about it because, oh, God, we might hurt the tourist trade. So let's don't say anything about their about the kidnappings, murders and rapes. And so the left wingers don't want to say anything about, it. oh, it's going to demean the, the Mexican people, you know, because essentially it's, you know, the, the gangs are coming up here. MS-13s and, and, you know, they're talking, well, they they can line up for their citizenship. They don't want to be citizens. This has basically become a Wild West mess. It's extremely dangerous in Arizona. I would stay out of the state. How did this and, happen, John? How, how did this... Uh, this in for- law enforcement, and, and I hate to say it, but the liberals who, oh, no, we can't do profiling for heaven's sake. Oh, yes, I know he's got tattoos all over him that say MS-13, but you can't, uh, he's not doing anything, he's just standing there. So what difference does it make? We can't profile him because he's covered with tattoos. Right. Arizona, here, go to the clips to replay a couple of these things. Obama on Arizona, here's Obama's solution. Let's, you know, just put them in line and make them citizens. Remember this, they don't want to be citizens. They no, want they to. They want to kidnap you. They want to kidnap you.
0: (laughs) Play Obama. (laughs) Make them register. Make them pay a fine. Make them learn English.
2: Make them make them take responsibility for the fact that they broke the law. You make them get in the back
0: of the line. But you also say, okay, if you do it the right way, then you have a chance to become an American citizen. And if we have that kind of if we have that kind of comprehensive
2: approach then we can once again be a nation of laws and a nation of immigrants.
0: Now, I've been pushing for this. I want it to happen. The only Is way it's going to happen
1: That's good. You kill but it.
0: But I don't understand. Is this guy an idiot? Yes, but why don't, why isn't anyone just saying, hey, we got a
1: kidnapping problem over here? Kidnapping, uh, they're number one in the country for, uh, it's going to be the murder capital in no time. Why
0: don't they say it, John? Home invasions
1: and identity theft. Why don't they just say it? Because they can't. They can, one side The one side, the left wingers can't say it because, oh, it's going to hurt someone's feelings. And the right wingers can't say it because, oh, God, the tourist trade is going to dry up and people aren't going to go to all those great resorts outside of Phoenix. So they're all mum on this. This is the problem with mainstream media and why people need to support our show because we just see right – through. anybody can see through this crap. Once you start doing the research, go out there, anyone listening to this show, go to Google and look up Phoenix uh, kidnapping and you'll
0: find out that Phoenix is number two in the entire world for kidnapping. Not, not to interrupt your your excellent rant here, John, but uh, uh, there was a – There's a clip that I have from uh, our favorite Thom, Thom Hartman, who interviewed Greg Pallast. And Greg Pallast, who's actually an excellent documentarian uh, from the UK, he says that this is about uh, suppressing voters.
1: Yeah, right. Seventy percent of the Arizonans, by the way, support this law. The law was fashioned after the federal law, almost identical to the federal law that's not being enforced. So when they get sued and they're going to be sued by the Civil Liberties Union, the the people are going to say, well, how come the feds did you want you to sue the feds? It's their really their law, which also is not being discussed at all. It's all it's about racial profiling.
0: (sighs) Wow. This is a a typical conundrum. John, you should run for governor of Arizona. No, the governor of Arizona is all over this. She's she no, has done the right thing. I know, but she she should say what's
1: going on. She does. They say it there. They talk about it in Arizona, but the national
0: media will not pick Where's it up. Where's the clip? Where's the so- clip? Where's she saying this?
1: I, I could. I don't have a clip of her saying it, but I have a lot of other clips where people don't say it. The reason <laughs> I can't get the clip is because they won't play they won't. these clips in the yeah, United States crazy. except as local.
0: What, is Hill and Knowlton representing Arizona? No, the rapists. What? <laughs> They're representing the rapists. <laughs> <obviously>. <laughs> they got no time for Arizona.
1: <laughs> uh, here's Limbaugh, uh, who's bitches about Arizona a little
2: bit. Here we go. San Francisco says that they are going to boycott Arizona. And I'm sure the people in Arizona are happy as hell about that. In fact, if I if if, if I were the people in Arizona, would I I'd capture the illegals and send them to San Francisco. <laughs> Sanctuary city? Hey, you like them so much here. Glad he to doesn't... send them your way.
1: He doesn't talk about it either. No. You think he would. Now, we have uh McCain, who kind of talks about it, but he beats around the bush. And if you listen to McCain in this clip talking about the problem in his state, and by the way, he was for open borders basically, and only recently changed his, his tune. Uh, he, you just listen to me go, D- are We should be thankful that this guy wasn't elected president. He's, he needs some testosterone. <laughs>
4: Arizona's immigration law is sparking controversy among lawmakers and citizens alike. According to USA Today, a handful of organizations are calling for businesses to boycott the state, which has hotel operators and other executives worried about the economic losses they may suffer. Now, meanwhile, the mayhem caused by the law continues. Now, you can see in this picture that protesters are comparing it to the measures imposed by Nazi Germany, and others are going even further, and that is calling on citizens to burn the city of Phoenix. Joining me now is somebody who has a close connection to the state of Arizona, Senator John McCain. Senator, a lot of this uh, language is becoming very, very troubling. You see what's you hear, and you see what uh, you hear what's uh, being said. You see what is happening. What is your reaction? Well, I regret it. Uh, People are free to express their views. But the fact is, the Arizona legislature and governor acted for one reason, and that is because the federal government did, did not act and carry out its responsibilities to secure our borders. Our southern border in Arizona is broken, Sean. I'd like to give you two numbers. One is that last year, 241,000 illegal immigrants were apprehended
0: crossing the Tucson. Isn't this guy the maverick? Can't he just come out and say it? The Republican Party doesn't like him anyway.
1: This is baffling to me listening to this. this, this, this he sounds like a wimp.
4: More? Yeah, play the red. ...sector border. You do the math that it's one out of three or one out of five that they apprehend versus those that get away. That's about a million people who crossed our border illegally. One other number, 1.3 million pounds of marijuana were intercepted in... uh, Now he has my attention. in ...in the Tucson sector again. The Mexican drug cartels are well-armed, they're well-equipped, and they're very well-organized. And the violence on the border continues to go up. And the, every, every state and every citizen has the right to have its border secured and live okay, in conditions.
6: condition. Stop,
1: stop. Okay, I can't take it anymore. No. He, he goes on and he talks about the southern part of the state only, not mentioning Phoenix. And, you know, I say, well, it's the southern part of the state because there's all this violence down there because there's the shootouts going on constantly. I mean, the place is completely out of control. This guy's like on drugs or something. I have no idea what the deal is. And uh, it's just the whole thing is, is ridiculous. Now, let me get a couple more out of the way, and then I'll be done with this topic. But at least I want people out there to know that, uh, what, that, it's really about, and that it- what it's really about and what the citizens there know what it's about. Uh, this I think this will be off the Clips One collection. Um, One guy did come up, the guy who wrote the the author of the Arizona Bill, which is under the heading author of East Bill, who actually brings up some of the most important parts of this. He doesn't talk about MS-13 or anything like that, but he does defend himself or – authoring the bill on one of these shows you should explain
0: briefly what ms-13 is.
1: ms-13 is a gang that comes out of i think they're out of guatemala or el salvador or some some of these some small country and they are became a mexican drug gang now they're believed to be somebody mentioned this on another show i don't have the clip but i could get it uh that apparently there's some evidence that they're being financed by hamas and hezbollah because You know, they'll take any money they can get. And they're an extremely violent gang. They're all over the country. They are responsible for most of the meth uh, in California and elsewhere. And it's a very powerful gang. And uh, they're apparently taking over Arizona. And uh, that's one of the things they're trying to deal with. But, you know, meanwhile, the Republicans and the Democrats and the conservatives and the liberals are missing the point. They're just attacking each other.
3: The Congressman also said he wants President Obama to fight the new law. Arizona State Senator Russell Pierce joins us live. State Senator Pierce sponsored the controversial bill. Good evening, sir. And what provoked or prompted you to sponsor this bill in the first place?
2: The rule of law, Grant. I mean, the, the, the stories they tell, the outrageous fabrications, and myths are just—it's unbelievable. In this bill, we mirrored federal law. It's it's illegal to enter or remain in this country in violation of federal law. We have simply mirrored that. Nobody's erased the Fourth and Fourteenth Amendments. In fact, we we put profiling as an illegal issue in the bill. We codified it. We made sure people can't racial profile. These are the most outrageous stories in the world. What we've done in this bill, very simply, is and I've watched over the years, it get more and more violent, you know, number two in the world in kidnappings, we become the home invasion, carjacking, identity theft of the nation, I've been to Officer Earthly, who was murdered at his funeral Officer Atkins, Officer Martin Officer Eagle, Rob Krentz was just murdered on the border I just had a hearing from the ranchers down on the border a half a day hearing at the Senate, their fences are cut, their cattle is slaughtered, their dogs are killed, their houses and the windows and doors are boarded. They're fearful. They pray for daylight because they hear noise and scared to come outside. Enough is enough. We're a nation of laws. This doesn't change anything. All I've done, very simple.
0: I like that. Alright, so so this let me just recap, John. This guy just said it. It's pandemonium in Arizona. It's out of control. We need to do something about it. But the media, particularly cable news. And all the way to Rush Limbaugh are a too stupid to to Google Arizona. Arizona problem is what you can Google. Arizona kidnapping. Look that one up. Yeah, That's no, be I, cool. I, I'm, I, I've been doing that during the clip. And uh, and th- they need someone to come down there and kick some ass. And they're signing they need it. to declare martial law. No I bet no one's even read the bill who's reporting on it. And of course, I haven't either. But I'm going to. And it makes total sense. But but we've gotten into this pussification of the nation where it's like, oh, it's unfair. But it sounds like it's, there's some bad crap going on in Arizona. They need help. A,
1: yeah, they should declare martial law. Then you can deal with your racial profiling that way. 70% of the population of Arizona, there's only one guy, there's one congressman that's down in the on the border area that supports the the Mexi- open borders and the Mexicans coming over and, and raping. Now, uh, or kidnapping and kidnapping and raping they usually go hand in hand um, <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> now here's one that here's a, here's the one i don't want to keep playing these things but i'm gonna play one more because
0: this was a good clip by the way because he actually said it right there he said enough is enough i like yeah, that yeah what he said well all he right. wrote the bill all right uh but
1: nobody wants you know he's, uh, an, he's uh, a uh, racist uh, pig so yes. here's here's uh, on on the second group of clips, the one meme while discussing A Z. Now you're going to hear a, a, a. We haven't talked about this meme, but you're going to hear it at the end of this guy. This is a typical right wing or conservative, you know, kind of pussyfooting footing around the issue in Arizona, and then slipping the meme in. It's only did it for a point of propaganda. By the way, this meme. I find extremely annoying. I don't disagree with the with the concept, or but it keeps cropping up in the conversation. It's an obvious talking point amongst the conservatives. Uh, I just keep a lookout for it.
2: ...to reverse the law that was just signed by the governor the other day. I'm wondering if we'd look at the map of Congressman Grijalva's congressional district, if we haven't already ceded that component of Arizona to Mexico. Judging by the, the voice that comes out of him, he's advocating for Mexico rather than the United States and against the rule of law, which is one of the central pillars of American exceptionalism. The rule of law?
1: American exceptionalism. It's hard to say.
0: Ugh. American exceptionalism. Let me hear it again.
2: Against the rule of law, which
0: is one of the central pillars of American exceptionalism. What is American exceptionalism?
1: Well, you're out, you're not listening to enough of these shows. Uh, <laughs> by the way, I don't see how a pillar of law has got anything to do with American exceptionalism.
0: Does that mean we're great?
1: Yeah. We're awesome? We're America!
0: Awesome. Fuck yeah! Time to take on the motherfucking world! Yeah, America! Okay. Okay. Yeah, so, well, uh, uh, wait, don't go into
1: singing. Whatever you do.
0: wait, I, I I I thought I had that clip somewhere. I love that.
1: So, uh, American <laughs> exceptionalism came up as a meme uh, during the Obama initial campaign. It's never really gotten a strong hold, but it keeps. And Obama actually poo pooed it. I I had a clip we never played at one point where he kind of goes, well, uh American everyone's you know American exceptionalism." Oh, somebody asked him in a press conference. Do you believe in American exceptionalism? And he says, well, of course I do. But I, I think you could ask anyone from any country if they believe in Belgian exceptionalism <laughs> or, or United Kingdom exceptionalism. Be- or French- Be- so
0: he- Be- Belgium has exceptional muscles
1: and so he like basically you know marginalized the idea but the the <laughs> conservatives keep bringing it up and the, the the thing they're trying to promote is the idea that Obama thinks we're a bunch of boneheads in the US he does he's not really an american he's he's doesn't he doesn't believe in american exceptionalism he doesn't
0: believe we can go kick everybody's
1: ass even though he's probably doing it more than anyone he's kicking everyone's ass killing people everywhere yeah but Yay. anyway so this so <laughs> this, this little meme crops up. I find it extremely annoying yeah. because I, I it, it, whether it's, you know, American exceptionalism, what does that mean? It is a meaningless piece of term that is like, okay, yeah, okay, we, we're, uh, we, we're, we're different. I can, uh, there's no doubt about that and probably, and maybe superior in a lot of cultural ways and maybe inferior in a lot of cultural ways, but it's beside the point. We're just different and we, act, we have a, a culture of our own of sorts and then we should just defend that. I mean, whether it's you know, and some, I mean, there's a lot of things that we're not number one at, and bringing I bringing you really,
0: online streaming exceptionalism. This is an agenda show.
1: I think we should do that. That's a good one. Yeah. But anyway, I think the, uh, the, the I think we being uh. honest about being number two, or, or <laughs> hey, the,
0: we're number two in kidnappings. We can do better. We yeah, can be we exceptional. Can do, yeah,
1: we can turn Phoenix into Mexico City. <laughs> oh, so. My God. Uh, Anyway, so the po- anyway, I just uh, will get into that part of that debate some other <laughs> that, time. That but- is
0: excellent, John. I, I, I really appreciate that. And it, it bogues me out. Although I'm glad that there are shows like our little program here that at least are telling people what it's really about. And that clip from the guy who wrote the bill is so incredibly telling. If only someone would latch on to that. But no, we all have to be on board with the program about discrimination and it's the brown people. Bullcrap. We got some bad seeds down there, and if we really are exceptional, we'll go down there and kick their ass.
1: Well, well, the pillars of law. Yeah. So anyway, so there's just a bunch of blowhards all over the place about this topic, and and I find it... It, and he, I can't get away from it because I watch a lot of these shows to see who, what they're discussing, and that's all they're discussing. And they're all this, they're all, and they're all skirting wrong, skirting the issue. No, they're skirting the issue. They don't even know the issue. I think of some, well,
0: Rachel of- Maddow doesn't know the issue, smug little bitch. So I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done that. I, I just get worked up because I watched her on a whole program about you know racial. I'm like, what?
1: Yeah, and you can assume, you know, if you ask Rachel Maddow, Joy Behar, uh, (laughs) Oberman, and all the rest of them about what is this Arizona thing, they say, well, it's about racial profiling because they hate Mexicans. Uh, You know, that's basically it. Meanwhile, people are being murdered. It's just a a moment of intimidation. The gangs are taking over. Yeah. It's the number two kidnapping capital of the entire world. We're talking Sao Paulo and Rio de Janeiro taking a backseat to Phoenix? Are you kidding me?
0: All right, on a lighter note, time for some humor. I guess a lot of humorous stuff. I got some humor, too. All right, so, um, you know that the President of the United States said he could not, although the, a lot of it's leaked out, he could not really reveal the uh, contents of the ACTA agreement. This is the international uh, intellectual property agreement that uh, our global government is uh, putting in place because of the national security. And, of course, we laugh at that, but here it is in the Wall Street Journal. As uh, officials have just netted the largest, largest seizure ever of counterfeit goods, $240 million in total of... Fake Rolex watches, coach handbags, Nike shoes, pirated DVDs, fake pharmaceutical products. This was a 30-city sweep, and they took in a quarter of a billion dollars worth of fake goods. So how does this apply to, and of course this is exactly what this bill is for, but here it is, and I did not know this. In the past, terrorist groups such as Hezbollah According to Federal Bureau of Investigation, Mr. Morton, Hezbollah has tried to use the sale of counterfeit goods as a way to finance terrorism. (laughs) So these guys who are selling fake Rolexes are financing terrorism. From China. It's just, quote, it's just as lucrative for criminals to deal in coach handbags as other illicit goods. And by the way, a coach handbag? No one wants a fake coach handbag. That's not a real brand. Well, who wants a coach handbag in the first place? No, exactly. Now, um, inside information about the energy markets. A lot of interesting things happening with uh, Gitmo Nation Red is my new term for uh, Russia. Um, of course, we all saw the uh, the outrage in Ukraine, which we've talked about extensively on this show for a number of reasons, particularly about the political fight going on between Uh, Yushchenko and Shikashenko, I'm paraphrasing the names, Uh, one side is pro-America, pro-NATO, the other side pro-Russia. So the pro-Russia guy, he basically won. And he says, you know what, we should let those Russians uh, have our port in the Black Sea. And everyone, everyone goes nuts. Yeah, this was not a good thing to do. They're throwing eggs in Parliament. They're beating each other. It looked like one of those Japanese videos. Uh, it, no, actually, Taiwan. The Taiwan. Oh, Taiwan. Parliament. Sorry. Yeah. And and it was it was amazing. I'm like, wow. So this is they're really really angry. So you know what w- what is going on here? And then I want to get into um, uh, into the, the the energy cabal that is uh, on its way is. Um, uh Poland of course bit, we were big friends of uh of Ukraine, and uh Poland wanted those uh those ships out of the port there so they took out the the Polish president that was the easy one then they overturned this uh this closing of uh of the Russian base so the Russians are going to be there and what do they get in return a thirty percent discount on their gas mm. which comes from Gazprom and that's, yeah, that's it, a good deal. It's a great deal, but this is the new um, currency. So, here we go. Uh, There was a secret meeting uh, in Europe, and I have meeting notes from this meeting. It includes, this is the International Cabal, uh, the Moscow International Oil Club, MIOC, Midland Energy Company, Halliburton Oil, Gunvor, ARA, ARA, German Wintershall, British Petroleum, British Gas, Total, StatOil and uh, Gas de France is also uh, is also getting on board with this. So the idea is they're putting together kind of the an IMF if you will of primarily natural gas. And the Russians which have now expanded and you know about the pipeline we talked about this extensively, the pipeline going bypassing Poland going straight from Russia, straight from Gazprom into Germany, from Germany moved into Rotterdam, the Netherlands. They're going to hold people hostage, which is exactly what was predicted for Europe. They're going to hold Europe mainly hostage. Oh, you want some gas? Well, you got to play along. So they're going to be the, the new Uber lords by holding everybody's natural gas. And if you play along with the program, like let us have some ships in your port, we'll give you a discount, we'll give you a break. So apparently, uh, oh, by the way, one other thing, and this is from the meeting notes, let me read verbatim. Um, So they have to manipulate, it's all about money, of course, they have to manipulate the price of natural gas. And we just had uh, a natural disaster off the coast of Louisiana. Is that correct? The, the yep. oil rig? Yeah, oil rig disappeared. Disappeared. I'm going to tell you that that is a part of this cabal who are going to be blowing stuff up and, getting, and, and just getting rid of it to jack up the price. And in this meeting that was said in regards to a certain Caribbean offshore oil terminal, quote... If, we, if if it need to be, we can arrange for this implementation, the main factor is the cleanup cost is less than expected, so it's time to jump on it now. So these guys have done the numbers, and if you create a natural disaster and you have to clean it up, it's profitable because the price of energy goes up high enough from the, for them to make more money. And what they're going to be doing is they're going to be shipping all of this Russian gas oil, this a raw, the raw material, into Rotterdam and other places in northwestern uh, Europe. Going to put it onto big barges and float them around in, until it's time to be sold on the spot market. So from this meeting, we get the following, and you could bet on it, I guess. I wouldn't, but uh, they're going to have a stable price, but then in about nine months... Boom, they're doing the same thing we saw last year. You're going to see $4 or $5 uh, uh, a gallon uh, gas prices, but this is going to be natural gas, which is what is necessary for people to heat their homes. It's a, it's a huge resource. They're going to blow up the price. It's going to go sky high in about nine months from now.
1: Okay, make a note on the clip. I think you're right. Says natural gas is... Everyone thinks it's artificially depressed anyway, so when it does go up, no one's going to bitch about it because they're going because I, I swear to you that right over the last two years I've been doing talking to Horowitz enough that's for sure uh, everybody says in the in the markets in the commodity business they say oh you know natural gas is sure cheap it doesn 't seem to want to move up right. it's way too cheap it's cheaper than it should be and uh, so when it goes up to something double let's say uh, nobody's going to st- blink their eyes because oh finally it got to the price where it belongs and so some something screwy about the natural gas situation and I would say-
0: be on the lookout for some kind of uh, rigging disaster
1: and whoever by the way and whoever invests in this because of what we just said send us some uh, dough we we need some money on the deal we need a piece piece of the action
0: so be in uh, on the lookout for a Caribbean offshore oil terminal disaster if that happens you should be sending us your life savings because yeah. we, I mean and, and this or is great. something and this is coming and so I've been working on this story for six weeks uh, with one of our producers who's on the inside, who, of course, I can't name. I, have to, I really have to protect him or her. And, uh, and this is the kind of stuff, when you get to a certain level with this type of program, you get real inside information. And I'm, I'm really happy this is happening because now you see how it works. Now you see how it's all put together, and they do not care. They will, they will burn an oil rig. They will, they will blow it up just for just for their own personal financial benefit.
1: And we're not talking about you know peanuts here. That's you know people. Say, no, wow, why, is, people would never do that. Well, I think for a billion dollars, some people might. Yeah. Oh, now, it's going to be more than
0: a billion. I want it's to play to a little clip
1: billion. that's kind of changes the topic. Unless you want to stay on this? No, I'm I'm done. Uh, you know, we, last week, we, we, people wrote in about that divorce commentary that was done by Jack Cashill, who was the author of Popes and Bankers, that we ran at the end of the last uh, week's show. He also made a very interesting, uh, another remark, which is a lot shorter, so I, we could play it during the show, that I, we didn't run last week, but I want to run it this week. It's on the uh, Clips 2 uh, segment, and it's is the word Social Security. Cashill had something very interesting to say about the Social Security system.
0: Um, would you comment on uh, the unfunded
4: obligations of Social Security and Medicare?
0: Uh, you know, it's odd. I had lunch yesterday with a guy who works for Social Security. It's odd. So it's overrated. It's overestimated. And I said, what do you mean? He goes, uh, we can guarantee that until the year 2030, you'll be able to at least get 76 cents back on your dollar. <laughs> you <know? laughs> I said, I don't think that was part of my contract. The 76 cents back on a dollar? That's where we're heading. That's what will happen. That will be the compromise. There's not enough money, but they'll... They're, they've already figured that out right? This is the first time I'd heard that and it was but it, it intrigued me because we thought all along this is another Roosevelt idea
2: of Social security that we would have whatever we put in, we'd have it, but we're not. So don't count on it. Count on three quarters of it though.
0: <laughs> hey John, you're screwed.
1: <laughs> I'm screwed. Yeah, I'm actually getting in, uh, into this you're getting system in on time. the system before the real screw job takes place. It's my wife yeah. who's screwed. My wife always says, you know, you baby boomers, you're going to take the whole system with you. You're going to get the airplane discount, and then they're going to start ratcheting up the age when the air, la- airlines say, hey, we're giving away too many discounts to these old farts. You know, let's change it to 70. Uh, then they'll change it to 75, and then they'll drop it. That, and, that's, uh, that's
0: what you get for marrying a young chick. Yeah. So problem. another
1: one uh, I've got here on the list. Uh, there was an interesting piece of propaganda that was run on the 60 minute show this last Sunday. Oh, and the I vaccine have seen stuff.
0: Sorry? Oh, I'm sorry. That was something else. No. What what do you have? The
1: incredible Adderall clip, but let me tell t- t- give you some background on this. And and my deconstruction of what I thought was going on. First of all, they're promoting the use of prescription drugs, which we've talked about before. Well, as they, opposed, do,
0: they, they do that all the time. That's what as opposed shows to old-fashioned.
1: When I, when I was a kid, the students who would like to get juiced up before finals or had to get a paper, they would find Benzedrine or they'd get some, they were prescription too, but they were all illegal. I mean, Dexedrine, these kinds of straight-up amphetamines. But now, of course, it turns out that the kids in this generation, or they're, they're using Adderall and Ritalin to To concentrate more and, and do their studies, and so this this thing this 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 interesting art, uh, play came up uh, on sixty minutes, and they promoted they basically promoting. Believe me, this is a promotion of Adderall because all these kids seem so normal, and they're all on it, and, and you know, and they are normal, and but they also slipped in, which cracked me up. Out of the blue they slipped in a commercial essentially for Provigil which we've talked about on this show before and and made it seem like the most sensible thing because the Air Force encourages its pilots to be wasted on Provigil and I want to and after we play the, the part about Provigil if you want to play more of this clip you can it's a long clip but this is the most the, mo- the weirdest thing I've ever seen on 60 minutes
2: and if I ever felt that I needed it I would you know
6: go and get help for that. I mean, I've never felt like I need Adderall. What do you guys think? Do you think that kids will be able to just stop cold turkey after they get that diploma?
4: I think that's yet to be seen. I think we're kind of the first guinea pig generation that's grown up with this.
6: Brandon Adams started taking Adderall in college. Now 31, he teaches economics at Harvard. A lot of attention has been given to undergraduates taking these drugs, but what about People like professors. I think it's extremely common. Um, it's extremely common in, in all of the professions from what I've seen. He admits he recently finished writing a book with the help of Adderall. There I would probably average twice a week. So you'd take one in the morning when you really had to focus hey, on writing in the morning. and you'd be able to have a very productive day? <laughs> yes. Adam says other drugs are also being used as neuroenhancers. One he's tried is ProVigil first developed to treat the symptoms of the rare sleep disorder narcolepsy.
0: People found that it was helpful as a stimulant for, you know, working in law offices and in academics and stuff like this. So I would say it's in the past five to ten years that it's become popular as a performance enhancer.
6: Last year alone, there were more than two million provisional prescriptions filled, some for truck drivers on long hauls and doctors working around the clock. The Air Force has even approved provisional for fighter pilots on extended combat missions. And as scientists continue to better understand how the mind works, it's likely we'll soon see new, more potent drugs that can be used to boost your brain power. What do you think of the notion of, in the future, these kinds of drugs being perfectly acceptable and, in fact, encouraged so that we can maximize our potential in terms of our intelligence? Break me well. That's a big big moral
4: question, I think, about how you want to alter your your mind. And uh, that's kind of what Adderall is, I guess. It's how do you feel about it morally? And I think our general consensus is most people are okay with it.
1: All wow. right so let's wow. take instruct a, a couple of little things in here that took place first of all, the classic uh this drug how does this drug you know let's do a follow up story that that's not really a follow up story here's someone who used Adderall he got through college with it, and now he is a Harvard professor who writes books yes hey, so this is if, like it was good enforcement. <laughs> Positive reinforcement, whoa, I can be a Harvard professor too. Positive reinforcement for using Adderall. Uh, then they brought in the Pro Vigil commercial, which I thought was kind of odd. But then I realized there's something else going on with Pro Vigil, and I can assure you that there will be a, a, in two years uh, there will be a article or stories on 60 Minutes, and there's some obviously some drug company behind this, some public relations agency behind pushing this crap. Uh, Hill and Knowlton, perhaps. They will uh, there will be stories about Pro Vigil disasters, uh, fighter pilots that did this and turned. Turns out they were on ProVigil. listen and that now. ProVigil's patent expires in two years. Oh, and so they
0: got to push it now. They yeah, got to pump
1: course. it out there now. Uh, still good. They're going to have a... They, they apparently are already messing with the molecule and they're going to make another version
0: of well, it in two they, years. Well, they have it. The new version is called New Vigil. Oh, okay. And uh, if you go to the thewakeupsquad.com, <laughs> yeah, yeah, go to it right now. There's a... you. You may actually... John, suffer from SWD, shift work disorder.
1: Well, that's funny. Because I actually... did shift work for two years and it turns out that you don't get, it's not really a disorder, but what you get is you you are essentially immune to jet lag for the rest of your life.
0: Well, well listen to this. Some professions that may put workers at risk for SWD, which is a new one to look out for, security guard, con shares, foreign markets trader, <laughs> Wall Street's on this shit, IT network administrator, hello, sysadmins, power plant worker, production supervisor, Ooh, my favorite, radio DJ, firefighter, doorman, dispatcher, registered nurse, chef, accountant, night auditor, IT support manager, customer service representative, overnight package handler, TV producer, factory worker, and convenience store clerk. So, although they don't promote it specifically on the wakeupsquad.com, NuvaJill... And they've got a great picture of what looks like a Southwest Airlines employee with his little uh, light beacons up there, and he's smiling. And he and, and underneath it says "Rediscover Wakefulness." <laughs> it is unbelievable the drugs they are pushing on you. Hey, you know what? Let's go back to heroin. It's better. <laughs> this stuff is. And that's like narcolepsy, improving wakefulness, and narcolepsy. And the- oh, we
1: okay. Well, this is be our. This is be. We're not going to be able to do this today, but we are going to research this operation. We're going to see who has the URLs. I mean, what the deal is. Who's behind it? It's going to be one of the drug companies. Oh, I mean, yeah. taking oh, yeah. Take much to figure this out. But anyway, so what they're going to do is they're going to promote Pro Vigil as much as they can for the short term to get as much money out of it. Uh, Pro Vigil. Uh, is expensive. It's a dollar a pill. They can Very make a expensive. lot of money. Yeah, with two two million prescriptions would probably be at least you know they'd probably prescribe thirty. I mean, you're talking with probably close to a billion dollars. And then they, of course, now they then they're going to kill it because once it goes generic, nobody can use it because it won't be any good anymore. Right. And but, so then they'll have this new vigil, and that's just the whole thing that this was a propaganda piece that was extremely well structured. And I watched it with just shaking my head the whole time. And you know, Adderall's good. Go get a prescription for that if your doctor will do that and then so then i run into this other one which I, by the way this is going to be another big trend uh, and there's this one they're just sneaking up on us this is not nothing that's that really overt but go to the clip uh it says i think it's, i gotta go back and see if it's a drug fiction.
0: ad prelude
1: no yeah drug ad prelude listen to this clip millions
0: of men 45 and older just don't feel like they used to are you one of them Remember when you had more energy for 18 holes with your buddies? More passion
2: for the one you love. More fun with your family and friends. Could be
0: an easily treatable condition called low T.
2: Don't Come look on. it. Up. Stop living in the
0: shadows. You've got a life to live. So don't blame it on aging. Go to isitlowtea.com to find out more. Okay, uh, I didn't look it up, but I'm going to say low testosterone. Yeah. And may I just shift right into all listed under vaccines. There's a study. Here you go. Uh, scientists have discovered, this is from a German news source, that when they inject men with uh, oxytoxin, Which is a female hormone. It's the same hormone that is released when women are breastfeeding or uh, uh, dispensing breast, divorcing breast milk. Um, (laughs) That uh, men become nice. We had to use that. Yeah. Men become nice. Become nice. Here. they showed that the must sp- be what McCain's on listen to this uh, so they so they gave the test uh, group uh, some oxytoxin and then they showed the subjects a series of emotionally charged pictures such as a weeping child, a girl hugging a cat and a man grieving the men then had to say to what extent they identified with the people in the pictures and guess what, they were really identifying with them oh the little <laughs> kitties speaking out. um if I can then just continue to say that uh, there is a new pill. It costs 25 pounds, but it'll be well worth it, John. It's called Prilogy, and uh, it uh, will end premature ejaculation. <laughs> Take it one to three hours before sex. It can increase your staying power threefold. <laughs> That's terrible. And so
1: let's go back to the T thing here. This the testosterone has been. Um, Low T. People tea. need to know this. All the all the older guys need to listen to this. Uh, testosterone has been synthesized. And they sell it, you can buy it. you can get a prescription from your doctor. You, you can find some with hormone replacement therapy theories, and you can, get, you can buy this stuff. Generally speaking, the insurance companies won't cover it. Low but tea. it's like extremely <laughs> expensive. I mean, we're talking about those, those provisional pills are t- you know uh, 10 bucks a pop, or no, 10 bucks a pop. is not. Did I say a dollar. You said a dollar, but you meant 10 bucks, right? Ten dollars a pill. From the drug companies. I mean, this is the same as, the, to me, this is the same as the guy on the street. Yeah, of course. The jip. But anyway, so the testosterone stuff is is really expensive. I mean, we're talking, you're not going uh, it's to, it's $500 for, you know, a couple of weeks worth. It's unbelievable.
0: Hold on a second. They're uh, going to push it, the crap out of is this. It, is it lowt.com is uh, the website Hello. you want to go to? you recognize me yes i'm a shadow of who you used to be before low <laughs> testosterone or low t started slowing you down take a look around to learn about the medical condition known as low t and it's a ways medical to treat. condition and hey i'm happy you're here okay
1: <laughs> there's a whole bunch of no, guys we have a wait a minute, i'm t- telling you i'm predicting this right now and i don't know if we get far enough well john the we p- can take the quiz to see if you have low t I probably do. Here we so go. So let, let's go over that. Let's. I want to take the quiz with you. All right, take it.
0: Okay. Do you have a decrease in libido? The libido. No libido. Libido <laughs> in libido for sure. Whatever it is. <laughs> yes. Okay. Do you have a lack of energy? Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a decrease in strength or endurance?
1: Yes. I'm, you get older. You get weak.
0: Have you lost height? <laughs> what? No, not yet. <laughs> You lost height the guy's like, a midget have you noticed a decrease in your enjoyment of life Yo, yeah absolutely absolutely especially since i started doing this show next are you sad and or grumpy yes. all the time are your erections less strong
1: well i'm not gonna say but no okay
0: <laughs> have you noticed a recent deterioration in your ability to play sports yeah <laughs> are you falling
1: asleep <laughs> after dinner my 30-foot my jumper, I never can't hit it anymore. Are you
0: falling Ye- asleep after dinner? I try to. <laughs> <laughs> Has there been a recent deterioration in your work performance? I'll answer that, yes. Finish. <laughs> Consider getting tested for low T if you answered yes to questions one or seven. At least three other of the other questions. I are answered symptoms. yes to almost
1: all of them. So I'm, I'm going to get this stuff, and I'm going to get pumped up on roids now.
0: Uh, and I have a button to print your results, John. I'm printing them for you. I need to get roids. <laughs> you need low T medicine. <laughs> I do.
1: I'm going to get it. I'm going go to go on. I'm
0: shrinking. <laughs>
1: so here, anyway. Besides the silly quiz, here's what I'm predicting okay. because. Of the baby boomers being who they are, they're gonna be a, there's gonna be a run on this, and you're gonna end up with a bunch of sixty year old men and older jacked perhaps, up, you fucking jacked up on on on. By the way, this is an, uh, an is a uh, anabolic it's a, it's steroid. It's a steroid, yeah, of course it is. So you're gonna have a bunch of roided up older guys
0: <laughs> roaming around. It's gonna be f- hilarious. Oh wow! <laughs> I'm gonna get me some of that, man. I'll be bouncing yep. off the wall. I love it. All right, so um, we got to wrap up the show. Uh, a couple of things that we uh, did. I'm gonna. I, there's stuff I really have to keep for uh, for Sunday's show. All right. Uh, so here's the things we're going to talk about because we were, of course, right about our president's being drugged. Laura Bush says uh, she thinks they were drugged. Um, I have uh, my. friend. Oh, I didn't get that one. Oh, you didn't hear that? No, Laura Bush thought that the, she and the president were drugged. Yeah, in Germany. When they were at some delegation, oh yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's in her memoirs. Oh, cool. Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll talk about that. We'll see if we can get some clips. Uh, my friend Michelle Harper, the nightclub owner, uh, Gitmo Nation East, uh, on like a Sunday morning, he had a he built an annex to his house, and they said it was one meter too wide. They came in, they tore it down while he was in his house. And it was a big news story in uh, in Gitmo Nation East. Then, of course, we have the uh, the secret global strike glider that was launched from Vandenberg Air Force Base, which they lost.
1: Yeah, we need to talk about that.
0: So I'm uh, I'm doing that uh, confirmation and affirmation on uh, something you uh, uh, alerted uh, our listeners to the CSI effect of uh, how shows like CSI are tainting the jury pool there's now some uh, scientific tests that have been uh, been done and confirm this and then there's a lot of climate gate stuff that uh, that we definitely have to uh,
1: yeah have i have, to have to a bunch about. of that too i got some but we're just gates. out
0: of time john you know if we could do this full time we could do more
1: we could probably do this show 24/7
0: Oh, we could do it every day almost. The material writes itself. It does. No if people H- look for it. Hill and Knowlton writes it for us.
1: Yeah, all we have to do is read what they're doing. We know what... what. The, I mean, talk about trend. You want to spot trends? See what Hill and Knowlton's up to. Yeah.
0: So uh, we'll uh, we'll do all of that on uh, on Sunday. Also, uh, there's just so much stuff. It just doesn't stop. No. And, uh, and, and the Goldman thing. If you want to be entertained, watch... Uh, the congressional hearings that is theater my friends that is theater i'm reading uh, as much information as i can about the the financial reform bill which of course is a huge bailout goldman sachs are sending their, their guys there and they're all laughing because when this bill gets passed they will be trillionaires and with that, I'm Adam Curry coming to you from the Hilltop Watchtower Crackpot Command Center in Southern California, known as the People's Republic. In the morning, I'm Adam Curry.
1: And in the morning up here in northern Silicon Valley where it's sunny again and it was raining the other day, I don't know what's going on. I'm John C. Dvorak. We
0: will talk to you for early morning service on Sunday right here on No Agenda. <laughs>